Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Why, the beast has the appetite of a behemoth. Just this very morn, I found him with his nose buried in my nuts. Hello and welcome to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, June 29th, 2023. Uh, I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and we're here to talk about the world of video games, both the stuff we played and the big goings-on and the news and so on. Before we go anywhere too quickly here, though, i got a quick thing for both of you that you don't see coming. I haven't warned either one of you about oh, this. Oh, no. All right? I'll start with Bo. Bo, if you could apply yeah. a color to your week in gaming, whatever you did this whole week since last Thursday till today, Take that experience and apply a color to it. What color would your week in gaming be? Uh, gr- red. Red. Gred. 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 Judge Gred. Judge Gred. Gred sounds like a, I don't know, like a Final Fantasy yeah. character. Gred, Gred Grinstone. <laughs> 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 All right, very good. John, yours is sum your gaming up this week. In a number, uh, a number, not a color. A oh, number. in a number. Yeah. Uh, well, that's easy. 16. Six. Really? 16. Oh, shit. Yeah. Of course it's 16. What am I thinking? Why did I even give you the number one? I should have done it the other way. I know. Like, I was like, I was really struggling with the color, to be honest. I was like, well, kind of red because I've looked at a lot of Clive armor and it's black <laughs> and red. But I also had to do all my overlays for OBS for Frog Wrestling. So it was a lot of green, too. And then you're like, no, a number. I'm like, oh, well, that's yeah. easy. That's yeah. The, the, goal, the goal was somebody said if you get someone's a number and then someone else's color, you can come up with what their rank is in star wars so you would have been red 16 that would have been your, your oh, flight okay. your flight yeah. number it's all very dumb but and arbitrary obviously but i don't know why i didn't think 16 would be of course it's 16 yeah. john's playing the 16th edition of a game non-stop that's all it's mostly what he's played and of course that's Whoa. what he said but the why red call though? sign is gred 16 gred 16 but why red though what what happened that was red blood uh, what happened that was red was Oh, the Diablo is a lot of red. The game that I was playing. Mm. Yeah, Diablo 4. That's yeah. all I've been playing. That's all I've been doing in gaming. Diablo yeah. 4. I haven't played anything else. Wow. Oh, that's not true. I have some VR games I played this week. Oh, good. I can't wait to hear what those are. That's yeah. cool. You played You played Diablo VR. No, just kidding. You didn't do that. <laughs> that would be... That kind of exists. There's a Diablo... Is there a... Style. Okay, so you know how some VR games are not just, you know, third person or, or first person or whatever. Sometimes it's like I'm looking down on the on the play area... Could they mm-hmm. do that with that? Like have Diablo 4? I mean, some platformers could, in VR for sure. 
Yeah, um, like I like Moss, that stuff. Book one and two are like platformers, like Demio, but a platformer game. Sure. Yeah. Astro Boy is apparently a well-reviewed one for the first PSVR. Mm. Yeah, they have them. But I don't know if they have a Diablo game, but it doesn't. If they can do a platformer, like a 3D platformer, they could definitely do Diablo. I would love sure. that. 100%. I do like that feeling of like this is a physical. I could reach down and grab my little dude, you know. Everything's got there's like depth. something you could do, like maybe like as a special move, you could take your finger and flick the guys off the screen. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, working out the same muscles, just clicking real fast. Yeah, yeah. or Love just it. like squash them, just to help your guy out. You get like a cool down, or you could just smash the, the playing uh, surface. There you go. Cool. Um, I also played a lot of Diablo 4 and the number 16 John's talking about. So today's shared play is going to be an interesting conversation. I have come to a certain place with my playthrough of uh, 16 of, of final fantasy 16. And I don't know if it's going to cause much. It's not going to cause any sort of rift between John and I, but I've got some big questions and he, maybe okay. he'll answer them. Maybe he'll have the answers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, but I've, I've, I've come, I've had a journey. I'll say that I'm not done yet. Uh, neither are you. I don't think how far are you? No, I think we're roughly in the same spot. If anything, you're ahead of me. Cause the clip you played at the beginning, mm. I'm not far after where that clip plays. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're probably right around the thing. You're, I think you're playing more, but I am hauling ass, which is partly what I got to talk about today. <laughs> I'm definitely playing more. I've done all the side quests so far. Yeah. I have I've done, done all of the, the hunts. Uh, for rare monsters and beasties. Yeah. Um, I've done I've done all that stuff, yeah. and I've I've done just some fun exploration for fun fights. There, I'm also yeah. playing on the I like fighting game mode. Yeah. The story mode, which the chat outed you last week, is the mode you're playing. Well, I changed it, so they saw me play two sessions in story mode or in the in arcade mode or whatever it's called. What's it called? Action mode. Uh, story mode. No, story mode's the easy Story mode and fighting mode. Fighting mode. Is it called fighting mode? Well, something like that. All right. They phrase it as, do you want to play for story or do you want to play for fighting? Yeah, and I played for fighting for my first two sessions. I changed it back in my last two stream sessions to story or changed it to story because of reasons I'll explain later. Okay. Because that game... I don't want to give it all away right now, but that game's tedious as shit. We'll get to it. It's tedious, that game. (laughs) We'll get to it. Tedious is the word. All right. Everyone remember the word tedious before uh, we get there. But before we do any of that, it's time for our top story of the week. Oh, man. This was exciting. Fresh, hot, off the the presses. Uh, It's even hard to call it a news story. It's more of an amazing announcement, but we're also stupid excited about it that we're going to make it today's top thing. And you're thinking, what, Microsoft and their freaking Sony uh, beef? Nope. Not that. Uh, we're talking about Baldur's Gate 3. For the first time, it feels like in years, we're getting a big AAA launched title early on PC, not later. <laughs> no, this isn't a delay. It was an announcement of an early release, three weeks ahead of where they said we were going to get it. We are getting Baldur's Gate 3 on PC, uh, which will now be August 3rd. August 3rd, it comes out. 3rd. Uh, which is, uh, well, almost a month better than what it was. Bad news. They've delayed the PlayStation 5 version, the only other version currently in development, to the 6th of September. So that got a delay. 
Not a giant one, <laughs> but a bit Kinda of a tells delay. you what they're working on right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. I'm, well, I'm, that, no, that could be like approvals process. Like maybe somebody was late because they got to like certify that shit, right? Like in the stores, like some paperwork probably got screwed up. Yeah, I well, that, here's what they say. They actually have an explanation. Their explanation for it is this. They say Baldur's Gate 3. This is, I don't know who at the company said this, but they said the game is targeting 60 frames per second on PS5 and we're close to achieving oh that on the platform but need a bit more extra time says we don't we don't want to compromise on quality and feel it would be a shame to downscale the 30 or, or make other compromises uh, rip from today's headlines, Bo. We understand that folks may be disappointed with this, but we're close enough to reaching new heights for RPGs on that system that the benefits of a short delay outweigh the downsides of rushing the PS5 release and having to downscale the frame rate. So, wow, frame rate. That's, That's also great. an interesting little bit of shots fired because the like aiming. We don't want to have to downgrade to thirty is a very specific targeted statement towards Starfield, <laughs> yep. which is why a lot of people think they're moving their date. Yes, on PC. They are moving their date. I think they give more people time to play and, yeah, give them more of a sales window, I'm sure. Like four weeks of sales window is better than one. Starfield will trump Baldur's Gate 3, I think, in a choice for many people Mm -hmm. um, just because Bethesda is a more recognized studio than Larian. Sure. Um, But um, that 60 frames really made me laugh. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, I think Larian probably doesn't want to, you know, given all the bad press you get launching subpar, and Larian's very much a quality first kind of place these days, or maybe has always been. I don't know. Uh, they definitely like to, they definitely have a good reputation amongst their their client base. So seeing that, you know, just taking that out of the conversation works like sixty everywhere. Leave mm-hmm. us alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just give us praise. Do not do not drag us. Then I think that sounds great. I just find I just find the fact that they need a week kind of funny. Just a week, right? That's the like, weird bit. If this is months, you, like we're, sure. you know, like yeah. they're crunching to get that target hit. I'm like, I don't know what happens if it takes eight days. <laughs> like, well, oh, what well. they're probably at with this is I think they're done. The PC version's basically done, right? So they're they're playing with the settings basically. Yeah. To, so I think they're just yeah. tuning, they're fine tuning that. So the next month will be them fine tuning month plus for the PS5 release. And I think it's they're not getting a physical release on that device. I think it's only digital, so they can go right up to the wire basically yeah, on timing. Probably. So they're not looking at a yeah, gold that's disc. True. It's not like they got to like get printing and do instruction manuals and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just yeah. and the game's technically been out for two years so the one thing i wanted to clarify i think i don't remember but i think launch for bg3 was delayed yes originally yes i think or times maybe even twice maybe even twice yeah maybe i don't know if they ever gave a date it's been a really long early access period for sure like a year and a half two years maybe first announcement Um, was pre-pandemic and we were all watching an e3 presentation when we saw if anything i kind of thought maybe there's gonna be a delay so this news was very welcome oh yeah because i'm four weeks sooner i i i don't think apart from diablo 4 i don't think there's a game i've been looking forward to more like than those two games yeah so hell of a year early yes please yeah right i'm pretty stoked i'm ready uh we're gonna do so we're working out details on time but we're going to do hopefully kyle can join us um we're going to do live streams of a playthrough of this with all with, you know, 
characters that we roll specifically to play with each other and do yep. sa- uh, whenever we do it. Okay, be mini TWBD because it'll be Sans Kristen. Although, I mean, she, she wants to join and chime in and criticize us while we play. That'd be awesome. Oh, of course. She's always welcome. But um, or if we could, we could hot seat something. But like, yeah, you know, we're playing D&D together again, which is fabulous. Pretty, pretty funny way we're doing it. But we're doing it. This is happening. We, I guess technically I should sit out since I'm the DM. It's like Kristen can play. Bo just gives commentary. That's right. And, uh, you can read all the text. That's right. It can be our reader. And if, as we're going to learn later, John's softened a bit on, no, it's hardened or softened a bit on Diablo. I don't know which way he'd say it. Maybe hard and soft are the wrong terms to use. You've, you've, uh, <laughs> you've, you've, what's cooled. the word? Cooled on cooled. it. There you go. Yeah. Maybe this fills your slot, John. This is the one that, that of the year that you're really the most excited about, it turns out. Yeah, you got game. a boulder shaped slot. Yeah. You got a boulder's gate <laughs> yeah. in your, uh, maybe I do. Maybe boulder's hole. Uh, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you think of this announcement? It's exciting, right? Get something early for once. Yeah. I mean, it's been a stacked year. Um, I'm not hurting for stuff to play. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, it is a game that I have had, especially when it came out for pre-orders and stuff like that. I had a really hard time ignoring it. I really wanted to get in and play it, but I did not want to. I didn't want to spoil myself. Like I wanted, I want to see the game when it's done. Right. So I have been, I kind of put it in that mental space of pretend it doesn't exist until the day it exists. And I think I'm still kind of in that spot because this news hit and I was just kind of like, cool. And then moved on (laughs) because Mm. I think it is a game I'm very hyped for. I love divinity too. Um, but I, I know that I could go buy this game and play a version of it right now and I'm, it takes a lot of willpower to not do that. And so I think I have just written this game off as, like, it doesn't exist until, until the does. day where they're like, hey, guys, this game is real. And I go, yes, and yeah. then I'll have it. I saw you, it trending. You, you own it yet? No. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't own it. I don't have any way of. Uh, yeah, sorry. I know you kind of just said it, but, like, I got confused by all the words you were saying. Sorry. It's a lot of words. Not, not, not because of a problem with you, but my problem with my brain. It sure. Wasn't. I make it sound like it was your problem, but yeah. it's actually man, your words, John. Uh, Look, here's the here's um, the thing. I see that thing trending on Twitter, and I kind of panicked. I went, "What is what's going on?" If they're delaying <laughs> this, I was going to be so, canceled. <laughs> yeah, or just like, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, we've decided we're gonna push it to 2024." I thought I was going to be that, and I was like yeah. really pissed. And then I saw it and went, "Wait a minute, I'm sorry. Three weeks early. Hello, what? You never see that. I feel like you never see that. <clears throat> never <laughs> ever." Nope. Larian with the big win. And I want to say, um, as well. Oh, I, not, not that I want to say, but I want to ask. I didn't take a dab before the show, Rusty Nails. A dab? <laughs> What's a dab? <laughs> a, a dab of pot or something. Oh, I don't know, like, like, oh, like a. Oh, is that what you mean? Because I didn't understand. No, no, no. Oh. no I haven't had. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't smoked pot in like years now. So two years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the. Uh, no, I wanted to ask, like, what class race, like, are you guys thinking? Like, we can start session zeroing our oh. Baldur's Gate idea. Because character creation, our first session could just be uh, you, Scott waiting for John and I to pick to make our characters. That's true. You guys are <laughs> I feel like we got to pre-work this a little bit, for sure. Can like, we? Can you make, uh, so I don't know if this is true or not, can, or, or if it works or not, can you create a character ahead of the launch or no? Do we know? 
and then have it ready to go. And we could all, you know, discuss it. Of course I want to do, I want to be a magic user, probably sorcerer, but I don't, I don't want to, it'd be nice because I know how John creates characters. It can take him a month to be happy with his face alone. Forget about the rest of the body of the character or the color of its skin or the hairstyle. Mm. John's in for a long time until that's done. So right. may, so maybe we, maybe if we had a little bit of idea ahead of time, we could all build something and then it's just ready. I don't know how it works though. I don't know if the game allows for that for the multiplayer stuff. I think you could just start your own character creation early and just make a note all right. and be ready for game day. I John, mean, I think that applies to me and John more than you. Yeah. I, I mean, I like me. I like being all custom, but once I've hit, okay, I'm good. I don't have to go back and do anything. And I'm not, this is not me speaking out of turn here, John. You really are hardcore about this. It's like a huge deal. Yeah, like Scott, you need yeah every dingy. week I watch a bunch of creator wrestlers fight each other because I like making characters so much. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's funny. in my wheelhouse. It's what I do. Yeah, to be honest, he's kind of good at it too. You're really good at it. No, this is not. That's like I'm saying. It's not a slight. He is very yeah. good at it, and he should be given whatever breadth of time he needs to make you, it. My question is, Scott, are you going to name your guy Chode? Dingerson. No, it's like not going to be Chode Dingerson. Well, what did you call your divinity character? Dingus McDoodle? Yeah, it was something was dumb. I do this all the time. All the characters lately in the games where I name the character, uh, I named them Bork, B-O-R-K. And I don't know why. That's just a thing. For a long time, it was Gurp. Sometimes it's Dingus. Sometimes it's, you know, it's often stupid. I got a little Crofton in me. Just a little Crofton sleeps inside of me. Yeah, Crofton always names his character Flashblade. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't know why. Flashblade? Oh. Yeah, that's his in-game name forever. Yeah, it's his GURP, I guess. Yeah, but I'm I'm willing to take it as serious or as goofy as we go, as we want. You know, whatever we want, I'm, I'm in. But I, I do, I, I, I want to take should, my time. I yeah, think you should put some Nash pepper on it. I think you should, you know, I, we're, this is like, we're RPing this bitch. Like it's, you know, it, it's a real story we're telling here. Sure. So I would, I would put some effort into, uh, even if it's like Scott, like if it's Scott tainted, that's fine. You know, Scott the tainted. Like, yeah. You know, if it's still, if it's Tate, if it's Tate McTavish, like, like that's his name is Tate. Tate like, McTavish. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, All right. But, yeah, that's, that's cool. fine. Just, Bork's a fun name, how, though. So, so, like, classes, like, races, anyone got, you know, um, are we... Well, how about you? Where do you where do you lean toward right now? I mean, I always like playing wizards, but I feel like a lot of people like to play wizards, and I'm a role filler. Yeah. So I kind of that's why I sort of ask you guys because I'll roll fill. I don't you know if depending on what we need. I like playing warriors for sure and like all kinds of games. I either I feel go. like rogue is probably off the table and I, I probably don't want to play a rogue in, in this game. But well, John um, definitely will, right, John? I mean, that's what you're thinking probably. I mean, I don't maybe want I don't know. I don't know what all is in it yet. I mean, I would if assuming everything that exists for D and D is in there. Pretty much. Um, you know, my temptation would be to just make Stanley. Mm. Like, it's not all the subclasses, but pretty much all the 5e, like, baseline stuff right. is there. Like, you, you could definitely play Bard. Oh, wait, can you play Bard? Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's, there's a Bard. That's where my brain went. I went, I'd be a Bard. And then I went, I don't yeah, know if Bard's sure. in there. Oh, it and has then, to be. They uh, announced, they made a huge announcement about it. It's totally in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Did totally they? in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of their I big updates. Yeah. yeah, there's Bard. Yeah, they've Pretty got safe to everything. say I would be either a Bard or a Rogue or in a Pinch. Uh, I don't know if I'd do a Monk. I do like Monks, but I don't really like D&D Monks. That one they might not have. Monk might not be. Monk might be the missing one. 
you more of a uh, what kind of monk? Oh, you like like heroes or not heroes, but like Diablo monks. You like those, right? Those are cool. Uh, yeah. Why why not D and D monks? What's what is D and D monks are like the same as that. They're they're martial artists. Yeah, like, I mean yeah. they're okay. They're just you know. Okay, you, gotta, you gotta run up and punch a lot of stuff. You got I cleric, mean, fighter, ranger, rogue, warlock. There's wizard, places where that's fun, and there's places where druid, that's not fun. warlock, sorcerer, barbarian, bard, and paladin. Yeah, like monks, the only one missing. I might go barbarian, or sorry, um, warlock. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna sneeze. Oh yeah, you do that. Well, I you know, <laughs> I, I I decide maybe I'll be a cleric, man. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll be like. Uh, Oh, it went away. I'll worship a deity. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Uh, so if I uh, if I wanted to full garpoon it, I wouldn't mind that either. I really liked garpoon. Wouldn't mind bringing I mean, it back. Everybody some- really liked garpoon. We still get requests or questions about like, hey, does garpoon. this garpoon thing ever end up resolving? <laughs> the answer is no. No. But maybe it will in Baldur's Gate 3 in a very graphical way. Who knows? Yeah, Druid also looks sweet in this because you actually change into uh, a lot of the animals. Nice. Um, shapeshift. I don't know, man. Like, it's like when you think about it, you're like, oh, man, they all could be really fun. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot mm. of people may have seen that recent D&D movie and seen the druid and see her form shift, uh, shift and all that. And and then you would you. and But you didn't like that movie, it turns out, from last week. <laughs> you wanted me to sneak it in. I snuck it in. I snuck it in. Yeah, yeah no, I, for, I forgot entirely, actually. <laughs> if you wouldn't have done it, I completely <laughs> forgot. I mean, no, you don't have to address it if you don't want to, but we sure got a lot of feedback about Bo's uh, opinion on that film. Yeah, all right. It's a good point to, to bring that in, bring that up, but you got what well, you guys think about what classes you might be interested in. Sure. Um, yeah, so last week I uh, had some opinions on a certain movie, and I heard all about it for seven days straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say... I I might have said like some some salacious shit, but I didn't really mean it because we were having a funny conversation. Sure. If you like the movie, it's fine. I'm glad you enjoyed the movie. I think the only thing that kind of irritated me was the, the presumption a bit that it's because I'm I'm a DM and I'm jealous. Like I can't like other DM stuff or something like that. Let me just like let me just lay it out a little more solidly. I, I'm not a big fan of any of the D&D generic worlds overall, right? I read a lot of Dragonlance, um, so I have good feelings about Dragonlance. Obviously, I love Planescape. And I like to pull the ideas from it, but to me, like, Forgotten Realms is one of the most boring, like, of the worlds. Not bad. If you love it, great. But yeah. for some reason, Wizards has chosen that as the evergreen default content so it's just everywhere and look i'm gonna play Baldur's gate 3 and love it i don't hate it that much but like i i just it's a forgotten realms movie so i have a bit of that bias going into it's like mm, never winter mm, great and and the movie was not that entertaining to me but to if you, you love the movie yeah that's great i you know i'm very happy for you for those okay? of us who so it's not, not a like... terrible movie it's not bad right. it's just really for a number of reasons not my cup of tea and you know, including the Hugh Grant plot line, and and you know, showing me an intellect devourer, but just using it as a one-off joke, just seems like a lot. It was just you know, I didn't enjoy it, and yep. I don't think I'll be watching it again. But if you guys like it, that's great. Like a lot of people feel about the prequels, be friends, and you love yeah. the prequels, but a lot of people would say the same thing about those. They're allowed to not like those. You're allowed to like those. They're allowed to like D and D movies. You're not. 
or you know you don't yeah. or you can too. You can <laughs> you're not, not like allowed. Them. I mean, you're you're allowed not to. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm getting to the point too where I'm over the the sequel hate too, and I'm like, yeah, they just they just exist. They're there. They're, they're kind of okay. Well, they're definitely in canon, and also there's some amazing stuff that came from. I don't like the prequels, but I love a lot of what came out of the prequels, like the side stuff. The Clone Wars is amazing animated thing. The uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so a couple of video games are real standouts set in that era, like. You know, I, I can't. The, I hopefully, can't. the Ahsoka TV show in a few weeks. Oh, right, yeah, is uh, they nail it. I hope so. That thing has a lot of cool people in it, actors and stuff. So I'm excited about that. It looks good. I just hope it's including you know, one that I was really sad passed away. I know. I like that guy a lot, uh, 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 Ray Stevenson. He yeah. is. Uh, I don't know the character he plays, but he's good in everything you've ever seen him in even bad things like that horrible um uh punisher Punisher movie movie, yeah where he was he took over the punisher role he's great in it the movie sucks but he's great he was great in rome yeah rome is what immediately came to mind that was the first thing i saw man he was so good in rome just a great actor and died way too early early 50s he's just shouldn't have died should have lived too many bad people in this world living. Ray Stevenson should have lived. Okay? All right. Uh, well, there you go. So that's coming up. And we're going to do content around it and have some fun. And hopefully a bunch of you will come out. We'll make sure to let you know so you can schedule ahead, know when we're going live and all that stuff. But I am legit looking forward to this. I guess we're all voice acted, but I would say I would feel like we need to RP our characters. But I think there'll be voices in the game, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Everything's voiced. They just do. I mean, unless... You know, until we have like a, a custom campaign in there, which I think they have in there or is planned for there. I don't know if it's in at launch. Um, oh. You might be able to oh. RP your whole, you do your whole GM thing in there. But the um, the game as it is right now, it's all voiced and there's cutscenes and all that stuff. So we're going yeah, to. That's what I thought. We're going to be at the, at the. Yeah, it's exciting that they announced that it was going to be early. I. I was I don't feel that much excitement these days, and that was genuinely one of the nice surprises I've felt had in a while. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Very exciting. All right, so watch for that. Sorry, PS5 people. It'll come a little later. Not too much, though. It'll all be fun. Sorry, your device isn't as easy to program for as the other ones. <laughs> well, the good news is, is that you're getting a console <laughs> version at all, uh, and that the, I feel bad for Xbox people who don't get it, get it this time. They're not. There's no plan, at least right now. Oh, there's no Xbox one? Mm-hmm. Nope. This is a oh, PS5 only deal. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so on console, an exclusive, oh. you might call it, for now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so there's that. Let's get to what we played. We played some games this week, and uh, sometimes the first thing we do is talk about the shared experiences we had or the games that we played that were uh, in common. And this week, those are two different games. We'll talk about this first one. Final Fantasy 16. You may have heard of it. Uh, we talked about it quite a bit last week, and uh, John and I have been playing it on PlayStation 5, speaking of PS5 uh, exclusives for now. And uh, I, okay, I'm going to give you a quick overview of where I'm at with it so that I can then pass this torch to John and let him extol all the wonderful time he's having. Uh, when I played the demo and the first few hours in this game, I thought, I had discovered the coolest new game in the world. Was loving it. The big story moments, incredible giant kaiju moments, just uh, insane amount of 
of uh, uh, cool fighting opportunities. Uh, I really like the combat. Still do. I still think the combat's pretty great. Um, and I was like, I can't believe they did this. They made a Final Fantasy game that I am so into that I don't have any of my normal issues. Like, I'm just, this is just too good. And I think I said as much last time we, we talked on the show. Um, the further I get into that game, it's like, how do I put this? You meet a girl in college, right? And you're like, we should get married. And it's just the most beautiful thing. You're perfect for each other, you know? Turns out she's just just the right one for you and you can't believe how lucky you've gotten. So you get married, right? And this is not, by, by the way, this is not a story. This is not biograph, autobiographical, okay? I'm not telling a story about how I met my wife or any of that. What I'm saying is, this is just a scenario. You meet that girl, she's great, but then you get married. You're into the deal for a couple of years and you start going, oh, she brushes her teeth uh, with a stick or I don't know what it is. So she does some weird thing that, that people shouldn't do instead of just brushing her teeth like a normal person. Uh, she, uh, every night before bed, uh, you say, good night, honey. She uh, reaches over, farts in her hand, rubs it in your face and says, good night, and then goes to sleep. These sorts of things start cropping up. And you go, huh, I don't know if I, don't know if I like this as much as, as I'm kind of losing the luster on the old stone here. This isn't as great as I thought it was. And you think, well, I'm just going to keep pushing through. It's important to keep this marriage together. And the next morning, she is sitting at the kitchen table and you say, hey, can you run to the post office and take these two letters for me? And her answer is to take two Cheerios, stuff them up her nose, and then farmer blow them across the table at you. And you're like, okay, well, this just isn't going to work out. That's how I feel about Final Fantasy 16 right now. I have hit a weird tedium wall that I was afraid of in the beginning and I didn't think was there. It's made worse by the fact that this game is incredibly well acted. Uh, by everybody in it. And it is the best Sid the game's ever had. They've had lots of Sids, but none are as good as this one. Um, mm-hmm. I have lots of praise still about all that stuff, but it almost makes it worse because now that we've hit anime hell space and drag out ridiculous emo conversations and stuff that I just do not find entertaining at all. Um, and really just like, please, can I just skip? Well, I can't skip that because I was explaining why I got to fight that thing. Okay, now I can skip because that lady's talking about nothing. Like I'm getting to that point. It's worse that they're all so good at it, which sounds like a weird thing to say, but the, the quality of the acting is almost worse for the game. I almost would prefer them to be goofball and go uh, a lot and all the stuff you're used to with these kind of games because then it would at least fit for me. But because it's not, it's like, Here's this serious, very self-serious narration, spoken word, acting, job happening on top of what in the end is kind of anime confusion again. I'm just at that place where it's like, what did, what's the blue? Why did the blue guy? What's his deal? Okay. Another, another, is he the baddest of the bad guys here? Is this whole thing just about the slavery of the people? Am I supposed to take some weird meaning from this creature who is was really cool to fight, but I don't really understand anybody's motivation anymore i feel like it fell off that cliff for me (laughs) at the stage i'm at and i don't know is it it like game of thrones anymore no that's that's my problem i hear see or read that and i'm like this is japanese (laughs) (laughs) i mean they they clearly took a whole bunch of of ideas and stuff they clearly loved game of thrones either the show or the books or i don't know but they that stuff is feels gone. It feels like we're out of that 
town now, and now we're into anime town. And again, there there are thing the things I love about anime. This game has like incredible action, explosive, insane fights, and the scale is off the charts, and the fighting style is insane. Yelling, you like the yelling? (gasps) I don't mind that. Like the action of this stuff is all working for me, no issues. It's when everybody's done. And we got to talk. And it's not that I don't like dialogue. I like dialogue. But it turns out storytelling in anime style storytelling, Japanese developed storytelling, has never really worked for me unless shit's popping off. When shit's popping off and things are blowing up and whatever, it makes make me seem a little shallow because I love all sorts of stories and books and and stuff where they get real cerebral and it's always a lot of talk. And that isn't my problem. It's this kind of storytelling. I feel like video games, because they have a lot of hours that you're going to play, uh, get away with bad writing principles that movies can't like, right. Like, like, you know, you never bore the audience. Right. Right. It's but like, it's, like it's, games are like, well, you just had a big encounter. Now it's time to chill out. It's like, but Doom would like to have a, the new Doom would like to have a word with you. You yeah. can just keep it constant <laughs> octane the whole yeah. time yeah. and like stuff your quiet moments. Now, some people like that stuff. Yeah. And I understand. Some, some and that's what I'm saying. I'm my not... thoughts on that kind of stuff. But I think you're right. I think it, that game looks like the most high octane Final Fantasy entry from. So it seems weird that. You would put quiet moments in because, well, you have to take a break from the battle to build relationships. And yeah, it and seems you do. Like you're like, you, you want the abridged version. <laughs> just cut that shit out and just give me the octane. Well, know? and I also like, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, which I haven't finished yet, so this isn't exactly a great comparison, but mm-hmm. um, I'm actually feeling motivated to go back to it now because I do, I do like what that game does with, like, I like that story, that the way they're telling it, and I like those moments of calm. They have great action sequences, but there's a lot of discussion and talk and learning who these characters are. So I don't think it's just that universally. It definitely isn't. Um, I'm enjoying Seven Remake, and it's hokey acting and ridiculous oh, dialogue. It's, it's the most melodramatic. Like, oh, did you just walk down some stairs? Tell me about it. Yeah, I'm enjoying that yeah. because it's so over the top and ridiculous. Even better, I also have been playing a bit more of... Um, uh, uh, um, sorry, Yakuza enter, or Yakuza like a dragon. Yeah, that thing is ridiculous over the top. Like the stupidest shit comes out of his mouth, and it's great. I totally enjoy those. But it's story also points. a soap opera, like you know, where you like you learn about the characters and some poorly treated person's background. And, yeah, you know, I kind of almost <laughs> wish kind of sixteen. Opera. If sixteen would had would have had. See, that's, I feel like I'm counter counter. Uh, I'm countering my own opinions from years ago but i've but i've changed a little bit in this regard if it was a little bit more like the way the story's being fed to me in seven um or even yakuza i think i'd like it better because this earnest quality really good translation of like really serious characters delivering amazing lines from actors i even recognize know and appreciate it's making it harder to want to hear what they have to say because what they have to say to me is such drivel in this game. And I, and I don't know why it, it felt so it started so strong, but I also, it started very game of Thrones. like very, very much like here are the stakes. Here are the main players. Let's go. Boom. And I was really, really into that. And I think I'm still going to finish this game, but I don't, I'm not feeling connected to these people anymore. And like at all, they all annoy the shit out of me. 
And I think it is almost 100% me thing. Uh, so that's that, that's basically my take right now on the game. And that amplifies some of the other problems. Like it's a little linear. It's not really open world. Everything's just sort of on, on tracks, which normally, I mean, that's true seven for at least remake in its current form. I don't know how the second game will be, but there's a lot less of that in these games and that's fine. But those things are accentuated by me not wanting to talk to any of these villagers anymore. They just all annoy the living shit out of me. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's my, that's where I'm at with the game. But I wanted to now as a prologue or no, as an epilogue say, I really appreciate John's ability to sit here and listen to me say all of that. Well, that's because I'm going to yep. burn you to the I, ground. In a I'm, I'm know, waiting for the counterpoint. <laughs> like, you know, I know you, you are. You know, in Street, you know <laughs> you Street Fighter when like the EX bar like gets bigger and bigger? I don't know if you noticed, but yeah. his bar is like, psh, yeah, it's flashing. Yeah, the, bar's been, the bar's been filling, Scott, and I don't need to do anything. I just sit back. Let you cook, yeah. as the kids say. Yeah, and uh, you know now. Uh, so, now how do you feel yeah, about the let- worst story ever in a video game? Thing? <laughs> well, you know, here's the crazy thing: is that I find it so funny that Scott started with this really weird analogy about being in a problematic relationship. That, in his perspective, he's the normal one. <laughs> mm-hmm. When really, so what awesome it sounds man. like to me is he's the one who's going to bed and going like, well, "Why isn't she brushing her teeth with a stick?" No. Next thing you're going to tell me, she's not going to shove a fart in her face right before bed. <laughs> like, I, I think that his his analogy isn't bad. Like, there are people that do very different things. Um, but I think the issue is more with Scott mm. in his own words at the end mm-hmm. uh, that I think it's me. Uh, he's the problem with this relationship. Yeah, it's not it's not the th- thing no I, I agree I'll, with you i'll tell you i'll tell you what the i'll tell you where the problem is is it's the biggest issue is the way scott plays this game yeah. um and it's fine he can play the game however he wants and he's gonna get the experience he gets out of it um it's clearly not a game designed with his uh play style in mind but like to me the the game of thrones of uh parts aspects of this game don't go away they just are in different places. Like Scott sent me a message. We've been talking a little bit about this game here and there. Yeah. And I was like, Hey man, you know, I know you're skipping side quests. Oh yeah. Um, I, hate I, I was like, but you should totally do this one. There's literally a side quest in the game. You just give a little spoiler on a side quest. Half of you are probably skipping it. So it's fine. <laughs> um, but there's a, there's a side quest where you come across this, uh, this merchant on the side of the road and he, um, he flags you down and he goes, Oh, there, there you are, Brandon, come over here. And you, you go over and you talk to him and he, he says, uh, finally, they send me someone. Oh, you, you seem very capable, much more capable than what they usually send. Okay, well, go over there. My son's being attacked by an animal. And I was like, the shit is up with this guy. He's really casual about his son being attacked by an animal. That's weird. Uh, and off I go to the field to uh, help his son because he asked me to. And, uh, you know, even though the guy's kind of a jerk figure, help him out. Sure enough, there's his with a wolf running around him and the sun's going help there's a wolf <laughs> and uh i go over and i kill the wolf uh in a really fun combat battle and the kid immediately turns around and goes you weren't supposed to kill wolfie mm. that's not how it's supposed to go you're supposed to die yeah. and he sounds like a little joffrey yeah. like he kind of looks like one too 
And then you look down and you find out that what they're doing is they keep ordering these servants. Uh, they're called the branded in this world. Mm. They keep ordering them so that they can send them out to the field to get murdered as a game for uh, by this wolf. Okay. And you go back to the guy with the kid and the guy's pissed that you survived and that you scared his son. And you, because of the nature of this world and the way branded or treated, you, you basically, you have this moment where you, you kind of scare him or try to scare him. And you say, you know, like, I'm not a master or I'm not a slave to anyone. You know, I'm my own master. And the guy's like, well, I'm going to get a bigger wolf and we'll see how you do then. And I was like, is this going to be like a recurring thing? I just have to keep coming in and checking in on these wolves. Well, your character goes off to bury the bodies, these people. And while you're there, another guy shows up, has a little chat with you. And it turns out he's the guy who's going to sell them the new wolf. And he's trained this to attack them. And he has the, the family murdered by a wolf. Mm. And he basically says, yeah, it's the thing about inviting, uh, uh, and a caged animal into your home. Sometimes it bites the owner and murders this man and his son. And I'm like, this is some dark business right here. This is awesome. Mm. That's a quest that's a, you had to do. Side that's quest. a side quest. side quest. It's an optional quest. Is that, and that's the Scott, stuff that Scott on. is racing past. Yeah, I'm is, skipping is Scott, it. Is Scott, was that quest boring for you? I didn't do that quest. It was a side quest. So. Oh. He didn't do it. He skipped it. Yeah, I'm skipping so all side my, quests, but I, I don't... For the record, I am not alone in this. Uh, most, if not all, even the number, the 9 and 10 reviews I read, all wait, of them claim the weakest part of the game is the side quest. So that isn't wait, just me making that up. That's like when a, you heard John say that though. Did you feel like maybe you missed out? Um, this is not. I okay. Let me say this about John. John and I actually share a lot of uh, of narrative um, enjoyment. Like we really like things like Better Calls. There's certain things that we really like, and we like jointly, and we talk about them all the time. So let me establish that here. Yeah, we there's lots of that stuff that John and I laugh at, watch, comment on, and are in agreement about. But mm-hmm. I will say, so so there just to put that to the side, I don't know what's so cool about that side quest. Like that to me just sounds like Well, you're like some, saying you're looking for the dark gritty Game of Thrones. But here's my here's my theory, Scott. I and we've already talked. We're going to get into this conversation at a different date. <laughs> I have a weird feeling. Yeah. That when you know a game came from Japan, <laughs> that when something doesn't sit well with you, you go, oh, it's anime. It's yeah. just anime. Yeah, I do. Because, I, like, the truth of the matter is... I admit it. Is game of Thrones did plenty of shit that was weird, that, you would, that would raise questions, and nobody went, well, that's some anime bullshit they put in this game. <laughs> or this movie, this show. We don't do it because it's made I mean, here. So we just assume that it's normal. And I think there's a lot of people out there that see things that are fantastical or outside the norm. And they go, Japan at it again. And then they see a friggin' white walker get instantly vaporized by a little glass shard of dagger. And they go, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Obviously, it's it's. It's well, Valyrian. It's th- Valyrian steel. So naturally, that's what would happen when a Valyrian steel dagger hits a white walker. Yeah, but let's get it Nobody on record. Nobody looks at that and goes, "No, no, no, no. that's some anime bullshit." No, no, right that's there. fair. That's fair. Except that I right that there. this that that is fair. But I, in actuality, I agree with you on that. I hated that. It was too easy. It was annoyed the hell out of me, like most of the last season of that show did. So 
I understand what you're saying, but I also still recognize shitty writing when it's in other places. I just think this is obtuse and strange. And if you're not going to give me the, the, the weirdness around it, like if this sounded like seven, the way seven works and, and the way the story is being presented to me there, I'm really enjoying that. Well, what's I really the difference? I like how seven's being used to defend um, your tastes with 15. I, I, or 16, I mean. Like, there's something, like, I, I like it because I'm very biased, but there's also something kind of like, I'm like, seven's very melodramatic. No, it's not know, my, like, but yeah. the melodramatic isn't my problem. Melodramatic yeah. is fine. I think your problem is expectation versus execution. I think you came into this, and I, I will grant you, this game puts a very specific foot forward before becoming the game that it logically is. I think that to think that you were going to play Final Fantasy meets Game of Thrones is going in with incorrect expectations. And that when this game puts forth its Final Fantasy foot, it is a little jarring because you've gone in going, oh yeah, this is going to be like Game of Thrones, but every now and then there's going to be a chocobo and a crystal. And I can I can get over a chocobo and a crystal, that's fine. But then all of a sudden you've got a Moogle, and then all of a sudden people want to talk about their feelings, heaven forbid. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then... There must be something else, though, because they do that in 7, and Scott seems to like it. Yeah, so I don't mind I, it over I there. I think one puts Scott in the mindset that this is serious business, this is serious men doing serious manly things. They're certainly doing serious... And the other one serious... is goofy popcorn comic book yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so like, John, you described what sounded like a very interesting side quest, very gruesome, but the, what I hear from Scott is just, like, it's so slow and boring. Like, I th- when, so I, when the... I hear you describe it, I picture, like... You know, plotting dialogue like Pathfinder. I refunded it because it was just like, "Hi, I'm Melissa. I'm from the Paladric Order of something. By the way, I, I brushed my teeth this morning, and after I brushed my teeth, I had dinner." And you're just like, "Can I play the game? Like, shut up, NPC." Uh, you know, maybe that. Like, maybe is there? Are they a little this game? This uh, here, game? I'll give a, I'll give Scott a little credit because I am I am going after him a little bit. Yeah, um, there, there's, also, has, there's also there's also people in the has, chat are deciding it's a great time to make generalizations about my opinions in there, and it, some of these are <laughs> off the chart. Like, I, I look that the, people always have this tr- trouble with me saying. Uh, or I have this general generality, which is like, oh, it's anime, so someone's going, uh, and I realize I overuse that. I know I overuse that, but they do do it. They do it in seven all the time, and I like seven. So what I'm saying is, it's it's not about that noise. It's not about any of those things. It's about these storytelling techniques that don't resonate with me. That's it. They don't resonate with me. They make me not care about these characters because a lot of times it just sounds like nonsense to me. And it doesn't mean they're wrong. Like, or, and I know John's not wrong. I know how much he loves this stuff and I respect it. But everybody listening to this, if you're like, yeah, you hate stuff that's good just because you don't, or whatever your thing is, I just don't, it doesn't resonate with me for I don't know what reason. Maybe I'm broken or busted, but these things never freaking resonate with me in the long haul. I try. I really try. And this one tried really hard to get me because it really presented itself as something that was going to have a, just a different way of getting into my taste. And it didn't, it didn't maintain that, or at least it hasn't. It may come back. I don't um, know. I, I don't think it's gonna. Honestly, Scott, if you're not there, because I... I so, I, again, to kind of walk through it, let me talk about my experiences with it. Let's stop going after Scott. I'll talk about my experiences, and you can see where they overlap. Um, this game starts really strong. 
like really, really strong. The demo into the actual like start of it, even the first little bit. But this game has a tendency to go from being at like fluctuating between a, a 10 and a 12 on the like intensity scale. Like it'll put you against a boss battle that feels like it belongs at the end of a video game. Yeah, in terms many of, of them. spectacle. Yeah. And then it will raise the spectacle beyond that. And you're like, how are we going to get bigger than this? And then it goes bigger than that. And then it puts a cutscene after that that goes even bigger than that. But this game has a bad habit of after turning the the knob from 10 to 12, then going, all right, we're going to exist at two for a little while. Yeah. And it's jarring. It is a jarring drop. Legitimately, it is. I got to the town that Scott was talking about last week, uh, the town that he absolutely hated. I didn't hate it nearly (laughs) as much as him. But there is something that it does uh, narratively that is frustrating. Like, I would actually call this a, a narrative pet peeve of mine, which is they basically tell you, it's very early in the game, so we're just going to talk about it. They tell you you're going to go back to the place where all the stuff from the demo happened. Yeah. So you're going to go back to the to this big place where monumentous thing happened. And as a player, you go, oh, I can't wait to see that. That's going to be awesome. I want to go back there. I want to yeah. I want to see the fallout of what happened there. And they go, all right, well, to get there, you just got to go through these two towns. You go, all right, that's fine. I can get through two towns. You get to the first town, and they give you some other stuff to do, and it's not the most exciting stuff. It's like, go here, talk to this guy. Go here, talk to this guy. And you're like, that's fine. We're working up to it. I'm moving through the town. Oh, we got to rebuild a bridge? That's fine. Rebuild that bridge. Go ahead. I'll do a quest for you. All right, he's rebuilding the bridge. Great. That's fine. And then it's done. And you're like, all right, sweet. Time to go. And there's the gate, the gate to the content you want to see. And you get to the gate and an old man comes out and goes, hey, before you go, (laughs) what if you went and found an old man for me? And you go, shit, (laughs) I was I was almost there. I was almost to the thing I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And now this this mayor is telling me to go find an old man. And now that's what I got to go do. You're describing the block I had. That's where it first started for me was that. It does a narrative rug pull there, which I do think is bad. That one really bugged me. Um, and, and I was with Scott and I was like, okay, well that, that is what it is, but it still does go slow and it does slow down. It likes to, it likes to do these really big moments and then, okay, here's a hub. And it, it honestly, here's the thing though. It show it plays like a, a role playing game, like a fantasy role playing game. It puts what? you in a town. The town's full of things that people want you to do. And there's a main story part that's really big and epic. And there's a bunch of side stuff that uh, is not as epic and is just to get resources and stuff. The one thing this game does do is some of those side questy things are part of the main story. It's like, OK, well, if you want to go do the epic stuff, you got three chores you got to do quick. You know, it's like uh, it's like a World Warcraft quest. It's like, you know, you got to you got to kill your five wolves and three bears before you get your cutscene. Right. It kind of feels a little bit like that. So it's not um, it, it's not terrible for me because I, I enjoy the world building, like doing the side quest. It was like, oh, Sid has a daughter. That's interesting. I knew that before it came up in the story because I did side quests around it and uh, doing other side quests, it's like, oh, I understand the plight of this world. And some of them are even mainline. It's like, you know, they want you to understand 
It's a it's a world that's deep enough in lore that they put a button to where you can pull the lore up and reference it whenever you want. They want you to kind of understand the world and how it's working. And even with that stuff, I do occasionally find myself going, okay, now wait a minute. Is this from San Breck or is this the Empire or is that this religious order? I still occasionally get them mixed up. So the game's also trying to do a lot of heavy lifting as far as like narratives and building relationships and stuff like that. I appreciate those details, and I think the game has done a good job with it um, and building those character moments. Uh, there was a moment, I shared it in our um, in our Discord, where because I've done the slow stuff, because I've spent the time in the headspace with these characters and understanding when they're waxing and waning in the way that Scott hates, how they feel about situations, that when two characters finally met, even though it was one of those moments in TV, you know, where, where you go, if you guys just sat down and talked, you could figure this out. And sometimes that's frustrating. It's like they're going to fight, but if they just talk, they'd figure it out. But because I had spent so much time on the journey with these characters and their motivations and all of that, I was like, they better not talk to figure this out. They better fight. I want to see them fight. And they walk in and they start to talk. And I was like, they're going to, they better not talk it out. And they don't. They basically are like, hey, we're going to chat for a minute. We're still going to argue with each other and we're still going to try and kill each other. And it's big and awesome and epic. And the outcome of that quarrel was crazy. There was some. There were some limbs just sitting on the floor that I couldn't stop thinking about. I don't know why that weirdly got in my head. You know what I'm talking about, Scott? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The game, the game has gone considerably darker than I thought it was going to be. I don't think this has ever been true of most. I mean, if any Final Fantasy has been this bloody or sweary or, you know, I don't know, even a couple of scenes of sexy time that it just surprised me. The game really wants to be adult. It wants to be rated M, which is fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, In fact, it, that's part it, it of it owns it for yeah, sure. Part part of that is what drew me to it because I thought, all right, a mature story. We're gonna we're gonna really go for it here, and they don't hold back on a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I would say that you know your mileage is gonna vary. There's gonna be people uh, that see this game and they're gonna see the crazy big explosive moments and the combat being action combat like. This is one of the best playing action games I've ever played. Full agreement with uh, you there. Full agreement. I, I, I don't know what it is that they've done. I know the Devil May Cry guy recently came out and said, I think this is my masterpiece. Like, as far as a combat system, which I was like, holy shit, that's a big thing to say about Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. But uh, he said he thought it was great. I feel that. Like, I enjoy combat. I get in a fight with a wasp. There's a little hornet flying around, and I'm like, I got a cool way to deal with this hornet. I'm going to do this into this into this. And I like, I plan it out in my head and I find combat insanely fun constantly in that video game. Yeah. Tons of depth do. And it also helps. It helps when a, when a beast or a monster or a character is a huge bullet sponge, just a, just a big XP sponge takes forever to take down. It really helps. So I don't find that stuff tedious. Because the right. actual combat is always engaging. It's like, well, all right, I'm cool. I'm on cooldown for both my fire, fire abilities. Well, shit, let's get out that electrical stuff. Let's do that now. And you start to get kind of ahead for follow-ups and best combos and what situations. Plus, you're memorizing you know, how some of the sub-bosses and main bosses patterns work, just like you would in any boss fight. 
but your your ability to react is way deeper than I'm used to. Love all that. No yeah, no complaints. It, it's deep and fluid and good. And that's what that's kind of where I think like this is where you're going to either be a John or a Scott on this. The the big moments, like I said, are 12. The combat is a 10 or a 12. Like it's all these pulse pounding, insanely high moments. It's how you're going to react when this game is a two or three Mm. in intensity. That's going to color your thoughts on the game. If the idea of going from one point to another and having a conversation with someone about what's going on sounds mind numbingly dull to you. You are not going to have a great time throughout this entire game might still end up being for you, Mm. but you're not going to like the slow parts of this game. It definitely shares the DNA uh, with final fantasy 14 of wanting to spend time world building. And one of the hardest things for me going back to world of Warcraft after playing final fantasy 14 was I went, all these quests are just going and killing things. Like, why am I not going and talking to somebody? Why am I not getting dialogue about this world? Why did I land on a dragon aisle and immediately they're like, go kill some baby dragons. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? Um, if that sounds nonsensical to you, this game isn't going to jive with you because this game wants you to think about why you're doing those things. It wants you to talk about the characters in the world and the conditions they're in. And uh, sometimes it hits a point multiple times a little hard and you'll be sitting there going, I get it. It sucks. (laughs) You don't need to remind me that it sucks. I know it sucks. What would work better Uh, um, for me probably is that if the game, uh, how do I put this? If, if if the game um, had more RPG systems in it, that's the other thing that I think the game is, is, is a bit of a problem for it, especially in light of how many RPG systems have existed in previous Final Fantasy games, which admittedly I've only really come to enjoy lately. But there's there's more depth in those games in terms of those systems. This has three slots for rings and three a weapon slot. Uh, I forget what the the cuff thing or the it's the, weapon bracer and belt. That's it, belt. Um, and they're fine. They're, they're, I think that's actually probably enough. But you, how often you change those out or enhance those is really slowed down compared to what I'm used to in RPGs. And there aren't really any deep RPG systems, so the whole thing just feels like a little tacked the, on. The and- gear isn't very interesting. And I talked about that last week. Like, you you know, you kill this big boss, you get an item. It's like craft a legendary sword of lightning. And you're like, Oh, this is cool. Does it do lightning damage? No. no. Does it do, does it have any modifications for your lightning abilities? No. What does it do? It makes the attack stat go up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that's what it does. Yeah. And oftentimes um, if you're using the upgrade system with your blacksmith, you have already gone higher than that thing will do. So like, even when you go make it from this amazing 20 story boss, you just took down, and he gives you this, you know, you get this bit that you can go make this out of. You make it, it's like 10 DPS less than the one you've already got. And I, that isn't, none of that feels great as a, someone who enjoys a good RPG. I would say that's the one area that I don't like. I don't think the gear in this game is very interesting. Although I will say, and you probably, you probably don't have this yet. Mm. I would guess. Do you have the Berserker ring? No, I don't think I okay. do. You know how you can limit break and you just go batshit crazy mm-hmm. when you're limit breaking? Mm-hmm. 
Imagine a ring if every time you perfectly dodged, you got to limit break for a couple seconds. Oh, my Lord. That's pretty good. So give it's me- really cool. It's yeah. a really cool piece of gear. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a game changer. This this is fun. This is really cool. But guess where they locked that behind? Mm. A renowned system where you have to have done a lot of side quests and a lot of side activities. And mm. if you're somebody that's just mainlining the game, you're going to get that a lot later yeah. than somebody that's doing for everything. Preferences. Yeah. Yep. 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 Right. He doesn't get the cool ring. They want me to play. Um, but I they wish there were more. To. I wish there were more items like that in the game. Um, there's a few. Like there's one that makes your potions more effective. And sure. There, there's a few things here and there. I, I wish there was more gear that um, modified the game in a significant way. And I, I'm a little sad that it isn't. That's maybe my my big criticism of the game is that. But I do wish it I'll had. Tell you you know what would be cool is if this game's combat, which I agree with you, it is 10, 12 on a scale of 10. It's amazing. I wish there was a combination cool. of that with what 7 Remake did with slowing everything down to almost pausing it uh, and adding back in just a taste of the turn base. It's not, it's the same obviously, but this ability to switch between characters, that'd be nice. Number one, they don't do that in this. So I can't, you know, I can be Barrett in seven. I can't do that here. Um, no. and this, you're not going to win me on that one. I love that they abandoned that. Well, and it's fine with, that, it's not even a big no, hang Barrett's on. great. You know, and I like playing Barrett, but, yeah, yeah, and you know, like, no, I like well, it in Seven Remake. I don't like it in this game. In fact, they let you control the dog, and I never control the dog. Yeah. Oh, uh, you can switch to the dog? No, no, no. You can't switch, but you can give him commands. Give him commands. While you're fighting. There's also a ring you can wear that'll it'll take Hard up a to slot know because but, they didn't design it. If they'd spent some some time designing the most awesome one, maybe you would like that. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but a I combination mean, I like of it. the two. I like it in Seven Remake. In this game, I like the fast non-stop action of the combat. I, I like it a lot. I just wish there was maybe a moment where I could like do that slow down and say, "All right, let me think for a second. Fire is probably a smart idea here. So I've got a special ability I can only launch from this pause menu and have that just mix it in a little. I don't know why I like that. That just shakes things up for me and it feels more like an rpg this the, game the, juggles, this, the way they execute in seven is the juggles kind of fun right yeah. like you do something as one guy then you quickly swap over and combo before it's up to do yeah. a stagger and that's the other thing is when you go off to do a, you get five gill and a a little bit of renown that's not good that's i don't like that for side quests like that's the other thing the rewards Final, on the side quests Final suck. fantasy like i think the gear conversation's worthy because most games try to like improve on their systems you know, Diablo's a recent example. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but like there's a lot of items and they're meaningful, right? Uh, WoW releases new items every expansion, plus like legendaries. Like Final Fantasy is constantly regressing. Mm. Like it's never been huge, it's always been weapon armor <laughs> rings. But you think once along the 16 times, they'd be like, we've expanded the weapon system to add one more item slot or something, you know? And instead, they're like, they're they're like in reverse. They're like, I guess the I feel tactics like seventeen games is just going to have a weapon. Just, there won't even be rings. It'll just be a weapon. Tactics games. They, <laughs> the ta- uh, Final Fantasy tactics games. I guess are. I've never played one much, but they have a lot more. Right, a lot more. I mean, it depends I on your Final Fantasy. The materia system is 
linked to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like as time goes system on, system injunctioning right. in eight, like Final Fantasy is notorious for changing their systems up every single game. Yeah. It's they, a very rarely they on getting the simpler, right? Except for the MMOs, like they get they be getting simpler, simpler from that perspective. Simpler. But I would also say this combat is insanely complex, but also fun to to master. I mean, once like, they add the I, third icon. It yeah. broke my brain for a period of time. Yeah, like I was, like, I has a lot, doesn't it? I thought I had the combat system like really locked down. I was like, yeah, I've got this. I got this combat down tight. And then you give me a third icon to switch to, and I was like, I am suddenly garbage at this game. All of a sudden, it took me a little while to get used to it again. Um, I would say that's kind of what they use in place of interesting gear. Is they use a robust skill system that you can kind of freely trade and move around. But I do think that like there's a lot of creative and cool things you can do there. I think my tendency as a player is to find what I'm comfortable with and stick with it. Yeah. Like have you ever really respect heavily on those trees, Scott, yeah. or have you just kind of stuck with what you're I've stuck with? with the stuff I'm good at. I have changed them. I didn't respect everything. I've never done that, but I've tried, I've experimented with like low points in one ability just to see how it felt. And I would like go, eh, I don't like that as much as this other one. And I'd stick with something else, but yeah, I kind of yeah. did the same thing. Yeah. Um, where it was like, Oh, I'll unlock this. And then I used it and I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Every once in a while, I'll I see a video of somebody using the thing I didn't like in extremely cool ways, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> maybe I should go back and try that one again. That happens. Tell you, stuff doesn't feel good usually early, but then once you have a lot of talent points, it can really change things up. I, well, and that. the the crazy thing that you can unlock in this, and I haven't really thought about it yet. I, I'm starting to now, now that I've got a fourth iconic slot, which is more than what you have access to, so now you have to... In addition, between picking abilities from, you know, they give you, in a lot of cases, four, mm -hmm. and you can only pick two. Um, there is one tree where you get, what is it, like six or seven, but you can only pick two. Because right. you get Phoenix and Ifrit are tied to one, um, but you still only get two abilities from it. But when you master the abilities, you can assign them anywhere you want. Right. So in theory, you could still build, you could build a 100% like fire spec if you wanted mm -hmm. and sunk enough points into it. Like the depth of the customization there is really, really deep. I don't know if it's necessary and I don't know how much people are going to get into that. But to me, that's the equivalent of like the gear is you've upgraded the system to a degree where you can put fire abilities on wind or you can put rock abilities on fire and you can create, you know, basically your three iconic abilities totally customized how you want if you sink enough points into it. It pisses me off sometimes that Jill has some really badass ice abilities and I don't have and I don't have them. They bug you me. You just want to go over and steal I just want to take her her shit. give yeah. me your ice abilities. Yeah, give me your Jill. ice abilities. Gosh dang it, because that stuff's her stuff's really cool. Um yeah, I think the bottom line for me is uh, I, we actually agree on more than we don't. Like I think uh if more of this dialogue or if more of this tedium these these places I'm finding myself just smacking up against just nonsense in my mind is if Sid was there more often, I would have a higher tolerance for it because he is killing it. He is one Sid, of the best Sid characters ever. Out a lot. He did a lot like just his, his characterization, which at first seemed a little thin, but I was wrong. He he's, he was great through throughout everything I've played with Sid. 
and every scene I was ever in with Sid, Sid made that game better. And and I and I and I notice when I'm just kind of off with Jill, Jill, um, I don't feel that. She's fine. It's just something about Sid, and he keeps me motivated. And and what he says is interesting. And it's not just the voice actor; it's the way he's written. Oh, that's that's Lorath, right? Lorath, yeah. Which really bugged me at first, but after a while, I was like, man, this guy's perfect for him. He's so I'm so glad they matched. What what seemed like a heart, a weird match, like the face and the voice don't really match. But once you get used to that, he's one of the best things in the game. And, um, really you know, I, th- so it ha- there are these really high, high points for me, the combat, that relationship. Uh, I think the front, the front end of the game is real. All that stuff's really strong. And every encounter that turned into an insane battle has been some of the most memorable game shit I've ever played. In a very long time, like really impressive spectacle, just mind blowingly creative and interesting. And that never fails to make me go. And every time I hit one of those, I'm like, all right, I'm all in. I don't care how bad some of the story is. I don't care. This is great. Look at this. Look at these two things fighting. How does this ever get better than this? And then down to two again. And then we're slowly where it's like, oh, my gosh, really? We're going to we're going to talk about that. Haven't you already complained about your thing or whatever? And then I have to sit there and just go, oh, I wish he'd wipe his hair out of his face because I don't know what else to focus on because the story is killing me. So that's really where I'm at. Like, I think we agree more than we don't. I just think that there is this, there is an appetite for story like this and I'm glad it exists and a lot of people enjoy it. For me, it just seems obtuse and, 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 and pointless. And I'm just like, well, okay. If it's going to feel that way, then get me to the action quicker because I don't want to, I don't want to hear, I don't want any more long-winded, uh, you know, stuff that just doesn't grab me. It just doesn't. And, you know, if that makes me, I'll, I'll admit it's probably a culture, it's very cultural based. It's like I have consumed a lot of books, movies, TV, whatever, video games that are very set in Western traditions, especially RPGs. And though they all make sense and resonate to me. And when I when I when I see this, and this isn't just Japanese games, I feel this way about a lot of games that come out of different places where I am not culturally connected. I didn't have the anime upbringing where I was watching that stuff in school with everybody. I just didn't have it. You know, anime to me was Akira <laughs> and a guy yelling Tetsuo and everybody having a giant flesh monster to destroy the city. That was my anime. That's about as far as it got for me. And I've tried to branch out here and there, but for the most part, that kind of storytelling was just never part of my my story intake. And I think I think I suffer from it, you know? It all comes back to dragon beef. You just want a cool looking dragon to fight. You don't want to ask, why am I fighting the dragon? Yeah. Is that dragon possibly right to be angry with me? Mm. You have no interest in that. You yeah. just want to kill the dragon. Yeah, there's a dragon, he looks vicious and wants to kill me. Sometimes they'll talk to me and I, and then I'll have more reasons to want to kill him. But yeah, I just kind of want to kill the dragon. And if he's yeah. got, if he has no front legs, I'm fine with it. You know, it's great. What if, what if his, when a pretty girl walked by the dragon's nose bled. <laughs> <laughs> and he fell over backwards in his chair with his little dragon legs up. Yeah. yeah. Like I, you know, it's funny cause my kids, uh, my daughter in particular loves anime loves that, f- that kind of storytelling begging me to watch, um, Mob Psycho. Oh, does she? Is she like? Um, oh, Carter loves this stuff, dude. No, no, but like, because you know, 
like this, there's liking anime, but you have a friend who's just like, you got to watch this, you got to watch this anime, you got to watch this. You know, she liked yeah. that for you. Oh, she like, loves it. So- She's been begging me to watch Mob Psycho. Her friends get together with her all the time. They watch something new. Um, Mob Psycho, eh? And every once in a while, I'm, I'm like curious about one of them. And there's some I love. Like I love Cowboy Bebop. I like Mob Psycho 100. Uh, maybe. I thought it was just Mob Psycho. Maybe she's shortening it, but I haven't seen it. Um, some of the chat are saying, relating it to anime, this game is not correct. I I'm, I didn't feel that way when I started, and some of the, dis, um, the disassociation is coming from anime tropes have made their way into this game where everyone's talking like they uh, are in some serious English film. You know what I mean? So it's a little more discordant even. That's working against it for me. If they I were- just, I, I, I actually kind of agree with chat. And this is the pet peeve. And like I said, Scott, I already talked to you. I reached out to you a couple of days ago, right? And I yeah. said, we ought to do a bonus course, something about this. Um, I don't think it's anime. I think it's only anime because you know it came from Japan. And it's not, and, and it's striking weird to you. Oh, yeah, I'm, think, I'm definitely think, lumping it. I for think sure. you're like not connecting with the material and going, well, it must be anime, but I don't <laughs> think it's anime. No, I, don't, I, I yeah. genuinely don't think it is. I think there are moments. I think when you fight. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. The wind guy. That's definitely anime. Mm. When you go into oh, a mysterious yeah. realm and he's impaled in space mm-hmm. on a staff. Yeah, that, that's anime. Yeah, right there. That is, but I don't think all of it is. I don't think people wanting to talk about why owning another human being is bad is anime. I think that's just you not caring about the world they're building. No, you're, you're right. Uh, it's an, it's an easy Japanese bullshit. Yeah. It's just, it's just an easy thing. It's an easy thing for me to lump it into, right? (laughs) It's my catch all. It's like, Oh, if this has something I've seen in another thing, I'm going to just say this is anime bullshit. I'll cop to that. Absolutely. Um, but I don't know how else to say it. It's like, uh, by the way, Eastern storing, I'll just say Easter, Eastern storytelling, modern storytelling doesn't work for me. I don't know if that's okay to say, if it's not okay to say, I don't think it's racist. It just doesn't land. You can not like the tropes. There's definitely, there's definitely Western tropes. You don't like, you don't like Hallmark movies. I don't think. No, my wife loves them though. That's a tropey style. You know, that's Hallmark bullshit, right? Like my, my Tom Merritt is always saying, Scott, you got to check out this Korean uh, drama that's on Netflix and uh, you can watch it with, you can do the dub or whatever. And I try, I like Tom. I like his recommendations. I go watch it. I can't do them. I try. I think they're horrible. They're so bad to me, but he loves mm-hmm. them. And, and the same could be said for, uh, you know, all kinds of things. I just can't do them. I don't know why. So it's a kind of storytelling that just doesn't land on me. But Are boy, how tired of us being mad at you for having preferences at the end of the day. <laughs> well, no, I think this is a good, I think it's a good <laughs> like, conversation to have no matter what, because it's just, you know, it's interesting how different things land on different people, but I've also seen a lot of this popping off in the community and some of it gets really nasty people are really oh, people get kind of personal about the things they yeah. like as i learned last week 
as apparently I'm the most envious DM that can't acknowledge good work because mm-hmm. <laughs> of other DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, but, but yeah. like I, you know, it's I, I think you know it, it makes for fun, like uh, polarizing conversation. But like at the end of the day, I just you know if you don't have patience for something, although you should really sit down with Carter and try Mob Psycho 100. I just watched the trailer for it. It looks kind of sick. <laughs> it I looks think. cool. Yeah, yeah. Carter, I think has pretty good taste. In it. I'll do that. I make her watch stuff all the time. That it looks like it's like. full of anime bullshit, but I think like the, the, the nuggets that are in there are probably worth whatever. Like there are people that probably that's it too, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably people that love, uh, just on the surface of it, they love Bollywood movies. And then there are going to be people who feel that the way I feel about Bo- well, someone in the chat just said it about RRR, that Bollywood movie that made such a big splash last year. Um, I know people who were like amped to see it, saw it and went, Ugh, I don't think this sort of thing's for me. But then I know there are people over there like, yeah, this is great. And it's very different culturally as far as film goes. So I think that's all this is. And I'm, and I'm yeah, except watch I, I like think, new Star I think Trek. The only point, yeah. I think the only point I'm trying to make is just a clarification because it's not only you that's doing it. And I don't want this to sound like ganging up on Scott. The reason I told Scott I wanted to have this conversation is because I hear it from a lot of people. Um, I, I feel like if you explained the plot of Game of Thrones, but you didn't tell people that it was, uh, if you were, if I came to you and I was like, man, I saw this crazy anime. Uh, this guy, he was a hero, great with a sword, never lost a duel. Um, but he always wanted to be right and he always wanted to do the right thing. And finally his men turned on him and murdered him. But then this red witch showed up and using the power of fire and the light brought him back to life. And he was rejoined by his faithful dire wolf to go hunt zombies on the other side of a giant frozen wall. You'd be like, I don't want to hear about Japanese anime (laughs) bullshit. All right. Okay. No, I I think that that's a filter that people hear. They get the thing in front of them and they go, oh, that's dumb. That's not from that's not that's not me. That's them over there doing their storytelling. I don't think that that's true. Yeah, I think I we put it on there. I agree. No, I totally agree. That is the filter by which you hear the story. So so the 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 way it is presented is what we're talking about. And it's not invalid to have different ways of presenting these concepts. It's just that one will work for people better than another and that's where I'm at. If the way they present those books and those those episodes you just described that's the filter i'm used to hearing these kinds of stories through but you're not wrong at a basic level if you just look at it on paper all of those things sounded ridiculous and they would have been ridiculous anywhere you you tell that story i don't think i want a retelling for example if somebody said hey they're doing a complete retelling of game of thrones but in japanese anim- like an animated film i don't think i'd want to see that I mean, I might out of curiosity, but I'm, I'm not asking for that because I feel like them telling those same themes are going to tell it through that filter. And it's the filter I struggle with. It's the kind of storytelling, not the stories. So I believe you when you say there is a really in-depth, insane, cool story throughout side quests and everything in here that if it was told through this other filter that I'm quote unquote more comfortable with, I would probably like. I think you're right. I think you're dead right about it. Yeah. Like none of this, that's the funny thing about this. None of this is actually, I don't disagree with anything you've said. I think it's just a me thing. Well, you know? and I don't think it's just you. Like you said, a lot of the reviewers have said 
side quest slow moments really like bring it down and uh, it does it's going to be you know your mileage when you get to it i think ironically this has been a final fantasy that's had a lot of people going that's not my final fantasy they're changing it um and i i think that's a, a stupid assertion but um i think that ironically there's a lot more final fantasy dna in this than most people expected. And I think it's hitting that wall of when it becomes Final Fantasy that's putting a lot of people off. Yep. I think that's it. I think I went in hoping for less of it. You went in hoping for a new form of it, but plenty of it. And you and you're getting exactly what you wanted. And I'm super glad about that. I, mean, I haven't seen you this passionate about a single player game in a bit. You know, it's been some time. Maybe. I can't stop playing it. It's so good. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a question, Scott? Yeah, go ahead. Did you replace Bo with an AI <laughs> while we were talking about Final Fantasy? I'm, I'm not replaced by an AI. I'm it is. Here. I knew it. I thought <laughs> I it was knew video. Was up. I'm still here. What are you I talking knew. about? <laughs> He's doing like speed when they when the bag moves in the train or in the bus and they and they're trying to fool him into thinking somebody's still <laughs> Holy shit. I'm, I'm still here. That's amazing. Um, no, no. I, so I got a I bought it. um I bought a thousand dollar cam. Well, I was on sale for eight, eight nine hundred bucks, <laughs> but I bought a, a new professional camera this week. Yeah, um, it's out of battery. So, it, oh, uh, the battery died. <laughs> so this yeah. is what so we get I, when the battery's dead. I, I, I got a wall charger coming. Like I've had to order a number of accessories. It's a long story, but um, it's up and running. It looks beautiful. I think. I think it's looking <laughs> real nice tonight. And it was on the Betrayal of Crondor video I used it, and I think people even commented. I didn't even say anything. So happy with the purchase. I'm learning all about photography, like aperture and shutter speed and ISO, what all that shit means. But the battery part, it lasts. I I got Tonight I got two hours, or three hours out of it. We started at seven, and it's not two hours. Two hours, yeah. Um, so I need to get like a, a dummy battery and a wall charger to keep it powered or more batteries. I just, I ran out in the middle of that and I'm like, there's not much I can do. No, it's all good. Did you, you got tra- this. I just wish, you know, like the recording of you that you decided to go with did like occasional lip flaps. So that I, I didn't want to. It wasn't just, just gazing longingly into our that, souls. That's actually like a five-year-old gift. That's what I first moved here. It's like, that's from like 2017. <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like almost like a different apartment, but I guess the same apartment. I was just, just trying to do something meme for my twitch stream or something so <laughs> and i was like i wanted to be as minimally disruptive so i just looked i was like oh this will work you know i just found it on my hard drive i was like here you go like so that you guys can keep talking and i could just you know look patiently although i knew it was gonna trigger chat because you know <laughs> for a while i thought it was you and i'm like what did he do did his i, I thought, yeah, I thought you switched to a different camera and then you were just like trying to figure out settings or something yeah it wasn't like, until he said and, words and it was like, oh, shit, that's not really. And him. then I just noticed the blinking and like the <laughs> looping of it. And I was like, what the hell are we doing? Like, is this the next level of VR? It is. What, what has happened? It is. I think the answer to all your questions are yes. And we should leave it there forever, Bo. This is your new persona. Nicely. Done. Yeah. So my, my camera's charging. I'll turn it back on before the end of the show. But I, I packed away the Logitech Brio. <laughs> I was so excited for my new camera. I don't have it ever. <laughs> That is really great. I can probably plug it in. We we need to go on break. We're due. I haven't talked about the other games yet, but I, I do need to 
It's been two hours. I have to just stand up uh, for a few. You minutes. Should do that. Do you want to? Do you want to do that now? We'll come you back. Guys and... can keep go- you guys can keep going. Uh, Let's come back. You know what? We'll come back to D. We'll hold D four till you get back. Bo, because yeah, he plays a lot of Diablo. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll talk we'll... about Diablo when he comes back. We can listen. Uh, Scott, you want to go on what you? Yeah, play. I'll go on to my stuff. We'll talk more about uh, Bo or John's until until Bo gets back, and then we'll. Uh, from do we there. have like Dear Martha or other stuff? Maybe. Oh yeah, just because t- I know people would love the show to be six hours, but seriously considering time no, no it's, it's totally fine you should go you should go take a pee and i'll get right to dave the diver 1.0 let's do that all right i'm, I'm excited to hear about this okay i have about, heard nothing but good things about dave the diver since you introduced me to it yeah i feel i think i think i saw danny o'dwyer and no clipper doing a documentary on it yeah there's some t- talk of that yeah uh, they're huge uh, fans i guess they so they want to they want to dig in and you know see what's going on over there but but yeah, this game launched in early access. I talked about it a little incessantly when it first hit because I was super impressed with it. But it was this weird game where this little pudgy dude named Dave, uh, that's who you are, you 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 go out into the water and uh, you dive in there and you find fish and you find shells and you find other debris and other cool things and you bring them back up to the surface, sell some of it to the guy on your boat. It's a whole story about him, but we have to get into that. Um, but eventually the goal is every night you go back to the sushi bar you're working for. And uh, by working for, I just mean you get their fish. You don't actually run the restaurant. This guy does who's amazing. He's like Samuel L. Jackson, but as a sushi chef. And uh, you take fish back there and they use that fish. And while you're there, it's like a mini a diner dash kind of mini game that you have to fulfill. That's as good as any of those you've ever played. Um, but it's not the main focus of the game, but it's quite fun to go back to the sushi bar and you do that every day and you try to make money and then you spend that money on a better diving suit so you can go deeper next time or a better, uh, 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 what do you call a harpoon so you can get fish further away, uh, or stronger fish and pull them back in or whatever. Um, you eventually have a guy who you can call and upgrade your weapons or craft new weapons when you find, um, enough research points to make new things. There's just a ton of systems in there. And it's presented all in a very, you know, easy to understand way, how it works and everything. Um, it controls great, runs beautifully. Uh, it's a mix of 2D and 2.5D. And some of it's like crusty pixels. Some of it's like really pretty and not pixelated. Some of it looks like PlayStation 3 polygons in some places. It's just a weird mix of art styles. And the lower you get, the more story that opens up. There's this whole thing with these sea creatures that you can learn to talk to, but you got to build a translator and you got to go find the parts for it. And uh, eventually you can go really low and you have a a light that'll let you see in the dark and there's weird fish down there, but those weird fish get you a lot of money at the sushi place. Um, A whole bunch of other stuff. These characters will want photos of things. And so you're doing little side quests for them. Uh, If you run out of air, you die and you leave all your shit in the, in the, um, in the, in the ocean. So that kind of sucks. You want to be careful. Some fish are harder to kill than others. So there's a, you know, some challenge there. And that's kind of the loop. There is also a thing I never got to in the early access, which I'm very much looking forward to now that I've seen it. But eventually you have a farm and you kind of run your oh, farm. Really? I don't know what the concept is there, although I've seen video and it looks great. Um, I, it's, I think it probably plays a bit like the sushi bar does. It's a thing you'll do on the regular, but you're, it's not the main game but it's an important part of the game. And if they present it as well as they've presented all the other side stuff you do, I'm very excited about that. That was um, going to be my big question was uh, what has changed for the 1.0 release of the game? So 
as I didn't look very close closely at any notes other than one, which said you got a new app. On, so your phone, when you're in the when you're out in the water, you have a phone that you can bring up before you dive, and the phone has a bunch of apps on it, and the apps vary. One of them's like an Instagram type app, and you go in there and you like photos that people took at the sushi bar last night, and that gets you points, and they're good because yeah. you can use it towards stuff. But there's a bunch of other apps on there as well. One is just like a codex of all the fish you've caught. And the other one's like recipes and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Some of them aren't unlocked yet. Like there's mini games, but I don't know what they are yet. I haven't unlocked it. Um, But when I launched the game, 1.0 came with a new app. And the new app was one that tracked uh, like in-depth money tracking of how you're doing. Basically, here's your profit. Here are your costs. It's kind of boring, but actually quite useful. But um, I know that was new. That was never in the early access. Beyond that, I couldn't tell you um, other than, you know, maybe they've said it somewhere. I need to, I just need to read it. But I mean, I'm discovering stuff on my own that I just find delightful. Every once in a while, I'll find something weird and he'll, he'll pause and go, well, this is weird. I wonder who needs this. And you get up top and it opens like a whole new storyline. Um, the, the, the ocean itself is sometimes the same and sometimes procedurally different. And I think it's story gated that way. I'm a little fuzzy on this because I'm not 100% sure how that part works. Um, So if you were hoping it was like a Diablo dungeon where it's always different every time you go in, that's true sometimes and not true sometimes. Um, And again, I'm not totally sure how that that functions. You also find upgrades while you're underwater, like you'll find a weapon upgrade and you can apply it while you're in there. Now suddenly you've got a level two harpoon and you're pulling in way bigger fish uh, that are going to net you more money. you uh, can upgrade weapons in the same way. You can find mines. There's like these scooter things that'll let you like go really fast underwater for a short amount of time. Uh, this flashlight ability to let you go through these caves with this weird algae that you have to get out of the way and it, re- it reacts to the light. So that's why you need the light to get through these caves and just a lot of exploration and like feeling the place out. And um, I just love it. It's just great. And I was waiting. I haven't played it since, oh, I don't know, two, three updates ago because I was like, well, this is going to be 1.0 this year. I'm just going to, you know, I've seen what I need to see. I know I'm going to play the hell out of it. I'll just wait for launch. It's on sale right now because they're doing a big summer sale and this is one of them. It's like 15 bucks. Uh, totally worth it. Overwhelming, Overwhelmingly positive reviews. Um, our mutual friend, Bill Duran, can't stop playing it. He's completely obsessed with it. Um uh, he loves these kind of games. He and I were just commiserating about it, but it's really good. And if you have a Steam Deck, it's incredibly good on that device and a complete time waster at home, like in bed. Oh my gosh. I went to bed way too late last night playing this. <laughs> um, it's awesome. Just a great, great little indie title that nobody really saw coming. It's got a goofy premise that works. And I'm actually intrigued by speaking of story. I'm actually intrigued how the story's going to go because. I've already discovered basically Atlanteans and they got a whole story about why they're down there. And now you got to do shit for them. And I just, I actually just recently got the translator so I could understand what they were saying and they can understand me. And so there's a whole thing there opening up and see, um, this is what I need to figure out is what is it that makes you care in this world? Yeah. But not care in another world. I don't know. It's a me thing. It must be uh a- because you say it, and I'm intrigued. Like yeah. that sounds cool to me. But for the exact same reasons that I'm intrigued by that stuff in something else. Right. Right. I think part of it is this is a game that is 
uh, maybe this is why maybe it's my arcade upbringing but there's a lot of implied where gameplay is first right everything in this is about gameplay not that final fantasy isn't full of gameplay of course it is but this is all about a ton of different mechanics working together for a great loop you know and there's a lot to it but it's just around it you get the world building without having to be so verbose about it it's just sort of like a lot of it's implied and a lot of it is 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 read to you and written as well but it's short and it's brief and it's like just gives you an idea of something and you're like oh wow that's kind of cool and then my imagination takes over it's a little bit people always say why do i why am i so obsessed with uh mad max fury road and i think the answer is that is a my favorite world building is in that game or in that sorry that game that movie but it doesn't overtly world build. It just shows me a thing or calls something something. Or I see somebody who's got a certain name and I and I fill it all in. You know, I, I hear about the bullet farmer and I immediately intuit. It's like, oh my gosh, Phil. the bullet farmer. He's got a whole, there's a whole farm where they just make bullets for this world. Uh, right. Gastown, someone controls Gastown. Gastown is just all about hoarding the gas. I can't even imagine. Actually, I can't imagine just how deep that goes. So I just world build on top of that in my own head. And I like games that get me there that make me think that stuff. And it's not just all presented. I like curated storytelling, but in games, for some reason, I think I'm more drawn to the ones where, where implications mean I just have to like lock in and make it up myself a little bit. Not entirely. It doesn't always work either. I think it's a fine, I think it's a skill for these games to pull that off. Um, and I think Dave, the diver does a real damn good job of it. As silly as the premise is, I think it's it's very good, and it's cheap. It's fifteen bucks and awesome, and those reviews are uh, deserved. I'm really glad it's getting the the praise it's getting because it's awesome. Uh, I also played a game that came out in 2003, I think four maybe. <laughs> I'm playing. Yeah. So I started I started Fire Emblem on my desktop some maybe a year ago. And then we got these Ambernicks, and I was like, oh, can I move my save over? And sure enough, I could. I had to manually do it. But I moved my save over from Fire Emblem for the GBA, Game Boy Advance version, moved that to my Ambernick with its save, and now I picked it up where I was before. And man, say what you want about the history of those, that series. It's all There's all good things to say about it. 3DS game in particular was so good. But the original Fire Emblem on the, the Game Boy Advance, the one released in North America, is so good. The tactical yeah. gameplay is great. The turn-based stuff's great. I think the story's great. It's laced with, you know, again, we're 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 in goofy. I'm just gonna call it this. I know it's gonna sound weird every time I say it now because we're all been talking about it. It's in goofy anime town a little bit. Okay. Like the tropes I'm talking about are thick and rich on this game, but it's done in these like short bursts and it's over the top and ridiculous. And then when they get to the combat, I just think that combat is so fun. And I love critting. Critting in that game is like this. It's like being in Vegas. It's like, I never know if I'm going to crit. And I'll do my best to try to crit. It's like, well, my horseman's got a sword that's good against these spearmen. So when he strikes, I've got a better chance of a crit. And when he crits, he'll double hit him. And then it, and then he almost died doing it, which means something in that game. Because if they die, they're dead. Yeah. The game goes on. You don't have that character anymore. Um, unless you play, I guess the newer games have an easier mode where you don't lose people. But but yeah, Fire Emblem is great. and retreat. Yeah, I just love that game. So I'm playing that again, and that's been keeping me up too. 
Point Fire Emblem both. has a, uh, I think, I don't know, maybe it's not underrated. It's not like I ever checked, but I love the UI and the look of Fire Emblem games. Mm-hmm. There is something so appealing to the combat layout screen and how damage is reflected and shown and the animations behind it and all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something so satisfying, and it's been universally true for every game of the series that I've played. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, it deserves a lot of credit for that. I, I agree. Yeah. There's, there's a, I mean, I don't even know if we end up with things like, uh, oh, what was the one they just put the remake out of the war game? I can't think Advance of it. Advance Wars. I don't even know if Advance yeah. Wars exists without this. Like this feels like the beginning of, of those tactical RPGs, um, in a lot of ways. I think this even the, the old, the old ones, the NES ones predated tactics and, or Final Fantasy tactics, all that other stuff too. So it just feels, feels innovative in that way. And, and this particular one. You know, GBA graphics hold up, hold the hell up for me. I just love, I love the look of GBA games. And um, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Like it's not even a UI thing. Maybe it is, but it's just a tight, intuitive, uh, you know, for all the complexity that the game is, it's just tight and intuitive. You just always kind of know what the, what the frick you're doing. And it yeah. feels great. And if you screw up, it's kind of like, oh shit. Uh, that's, I guess that's the way it goes. Like it's basically hardcore mode all the time. And these characters, they have a way, even with their just simple goofball dialogue, they have a way of making me not want to lose any of them. You know? And so when Kent dies, even though Kent is an idiot, I'm still going to feel bad. <laughs> right? Oh, man. I get flashbacks to how hard I had to fight to save Donald. Yeah, Donald. And, uh, <laughs> and this stupid pot on his head. Yeah. But I knew, I knew in my heart of hearts, Donald would become a champion if I just nurtured him and let him grow. And sure enough, Donald became a beast. And there was a guy named, there's a guy right now named Dorcas in my playthrough. I think he's uh-huh. in everyone's playthrough, obviously. But Dorcas is literally called Dorcas, and he acts like a Dorcas. And they knew what they were doing with Dorcas. But I really want to keep him around. He's like a big, lovable thug who doesn't really understand anything, but he, he wants to fight for you. And uh, I don't know. I really like it. So I'm playing that. Fire Emblem. I don't even know if you can buy it anymore, but um, I own this on a cartridge. Therefore, I feel fine playing it on my Amberneck. Um, that's it for me. Let's go back to Diablo four real quick. So Bo, uh, yeah. Hi. Let's talk about that game. You've, you've, uh, continued to dominate the genre, the genre of action RPGs this week. Um, well, you know, I, it's more casual. I've been playing the rogue still. I'm at level in the sixties at this point. Still hardcore. Hard, hard, yeah. Hardcore on my rogue. And really what I'm doing is like, there's still side dungeons I haven't done. Hmm game's been out for how long i've already got a level 100 and there's just still content i haven't seen so i'm kind of being completionist about uh about uh getting uh getting those things done so i'm not really doing i haven't really experienced there's been xp buffs in the nightmare dungeons so mm-hmm. now when you get to end game the actual you know it's actually profitable experience wise they tripled the xp in nightmare dungeons so it's the best thing to do at this point um, if you're like, you know, in end game trying to race for XP and then, um, hellfire, uh, apparently the chests and the hellfire tides have also had their XP massively boosted. Mm. So rather than, you know, grinding out normal dungeons and doing weird relog bugs now, like the optimal thing to do is the thing they set forth so far. Um, and you know, we're in preseason, so, uh, it, 
the range on what we could expect for seasons. I feel like I, I'm not expecting what Diablo three did for seasons, which was just like at first more the same with tiny little remix. Like mm. I'm again, I said this last week, but I'm expecting decent sized enticement to bring people into play. Like get a feeling of FOMO that you're not playing in the season. So mm. hopefully they nail it. I don't think we, I thought we got details, but that was for Diablo Immortal. I kind of got jabated on that one. Oh, um, right. <laughs> there was, there was yeah. a new story. I saw a new storyline, new quest line, new items. And I was like, yeah. oh shit. And I was like, oh, Di- Diablo Immortal account. Frick. That, that <laughs> happened to me too. I sat at, I was looking at Twitter and I saw along the line, Diablo came out. Uh, Diablo 4 came out and I saw the Diablo account post it and I thought, man, this should be illegal talking about Diablo Immortal while everybody's hyped about Diablo 4. Yes, Go make exactly. your own Twitter account. You shouldn't be allowed to talk about that game it almost, right now yeah, it anymore. Almost, it almost feels like you're looking at a like when you see a parody account for the president or something and you take it as gospel because you see the name and it's verified. I do that with the Diablo Immortal account. I'll see it and go, oh, shit. There's stuff to say about, oh, wait, wrong one. This is like some Chud account, even though it's real, you know? But yeah, uh, that's a bummer. But I agree with you. I think that, I think they, uh, whether they will or not, I think they need seasons to be enticing in that way, right? Especially for people like John, where he's, you know, not falling yeah, off. Yeah, that's why, I, that's why I think, I think our frame of reference for seasons is Diablo 3. And if that's the case, it's really not, the people that are going to play hardcore, they're good, like, I don't mean hardcore the mode. I just mean the people who are going to play no matter what and you know no life it like I am are going to do that regardless. So yeah. it's not like they need to really entice us. Right. They, they can like put new legendaries in. I think that's the best thing they can do or new end game content, like new activities, new quests, like something novelty. But I think for like someone who's like, oh my god, I got to make a new character, you know, like some if that's their objection, like give you, you need to give them something special to do. Yeah. every time to bring them you know just like Fortnite's like we got some Star Wars in our Fortnite people go shit I thought I wasn't playing mm. but the Mandalorian's <laughs> in the damn game so let's go like you know they need to be on that level Yeah, if that if they're gonna be successful I'm, I'm not expecting it but I am like they like they they, they have to do that like it, it would seem like oof it would to me it would tell the story like they just barely got the game out the door. Yeah. So seasons are gonna be simple. But if they really plan this thing from the jump to be like as good as seasons can be, I'm I'm expecting some a good announcement. I would and like some any, any day. I'd like any some day. additional uh story, deep dive story or even light story from all the um uh, the, I, the swamp people. I think the Diablo Diablo Immortal nailed it. That's why I got excited by it. It's like yeah. new zone, new quest line, <laughs> like you know, new activities, new legendaries. I mean, that should be what's on the the marquee for for Diablo Four. And yeah. people go, well, I thought I wasn't going to play, but there's a whole new zone. Does that sound good to you, John? Like, is a, I mean, obviously we're making some of this up because they haven't said, but would that you'd feel better about these this end game business we talked it about it would help i mean i think the story needs to be like if they're gonna do big chunks of story content um i do think that i need to be able to log in on the rogue that i've already made and play that story content i think if it's you have to start completely over and then at the end there's going to be more um i don't think that's well designed um and i don't think that would get me to do it um, but I do, I, I mean, that is the stuff that I would like to see. I think there needs to be some fundamental changes to the game. Um, 
So I'm maybe less excited about like what are you going to add? Like uh Helltides. I, I think I you know, I think Helltides are a cool concept and extremely poorly executed. I think they're incredibly boring um and need to be brought up and made more exciting. I think that you know, I my biggest thing is I bounced off of Diablo 4's endgame because I just kind of hit this weird lull where for the equipment that's dropping for me, I'm, you know, as optimal as I'm interested in being like I could. Could I have better gear? Yes. Am I interested enough to go chase it? No, um, I'm not at max level. I, I haven't played post XP buff, so this complaint might be out the window already, but leveling is slow enough to where I don't feel compelled to keep chasing it. And I'm sitting there going, well, what am I chasing right now? I have, with the exception of the insanely low drop rate items, because there are a couple of like ultra, ultra, ultra rare items in Diablo 4. Like, and when I say ultra rare, I mean, you probably won't see one mm. like not. It's going to be hard to get. You probably won't see one unless they adjust the drop rate at some point, which they might. Um, yeah. But feels like something. Why, go back ch- why chase that? If it's that rare, it might as well not be in the game. Yes, I could be the person that gets it. Someone's going to get it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's lo- the same it's mentality as like the the Lord of the Rings magic uh, <laughs> yeah. deck where it's like there's only one of the one ring, you know, like, yeah, someone's going to get it. Yeah. But does th- should that matter to anybody else? Like you could be it, but. You're, you're basically you're, you're, you're so describing you're people who buy lottery tickets every morning on their way to work and you, you t- keep hoping that they're going to get it. You know, you're talking yeah. about the rare, rare unique. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because one of the things they do in Diablo three that they've done forever that I assume is also going to happen in Diablo four is um, seasonal content has higher drop rates than mainline content. Yeah, so and I mean that that yeah. stuff could be cool too. I, I just for me, I hit this point where I didn't know what I was chasing anymore. I wasn't interested in leveling. I didn't find the gear I was upgrading interesting. I had kind of found comfort in the build that I had. wasn't looking to play uh, play anymore with it. And I was logging in and I was like, all right, well, there's a hell tide. I got to do that. Okay, now I got that done. Now I'll go make the tree happy. Okay, I got that <laughs> no, done. And then, and then all of a sudden I realized I was just doing like, it felt like wow chores again. Yeah, and I was like, no, oh, it, yuck. Reaching, I don't like reaching, this. Reaching level cap is not is not should not be a goal for most people in this game. Mm. Like just like in Diablo 2. Like reaching level cap in Diablo 2 is a slog or Diablo is you know, it's a slog and it's something you decide you're going to do because uh, you have that syndrome. Like I don't think I don't think it's it's like a it's like you know, wow, everyone wants wants to hit 60 do end game, right? That's not it's not Everyone wants to hit a hundred and do end game. Like you are an end game, so mm. just get off the ride whenever you're done with it. Yeah. Right. Know. And that's that's what happened. Cause I mean that ultimately is the truth. Is I was like, well, yeah. why why am I doing this? Right. And it's just you know, paragon. Like the, you just the get answer a, you get is paragon I'm mode. not like interested in it. Yeah. Like it's, it's very it's very incremental like gains and stuff like that. Like items like yeah. You're you're not supposed to it's normal 
I think maybe people because other games you're used to hitting max level and that's part of the expectation package. Like in, it's not about max level yeah. though. Like that is one objective that you can put on a map and say I want to hit. Like that's something to do. Yeah. Um, my answer is like, yeah, okay. I realized that was. I realized what you're saying is true. That yeah. that's not something that you should have on that list. And so when I took it off the list. That was one more thing on a very short list that's now not on the list making me want to play. And so that's another area where I'm like, you know what? I think Diablo 3 did this way better. Um, I think having, you know, giving people that level cap and then having Paragon points as a separate thing was probably a smarter uh, idea. Um, Even if ultimately not the best implementation or, you know, you can get into the weeds about it. That felt like a chaseable thing where this, I'm just like, should I chase this? I don't know. And then at the end of the day, I was like, well, the answer is no, because I'm not having fun doing it. Mm. Yeah. For me, I changed up my rogue build to go for a barrage build, which has been more fun than the twisting blades business Mm. for me. Mm. Um, And like for goals, like, like I said, I'm just clearing, I'm just like um, completing the renowned checklist and like, it's been fun enough for me to do that. Once that's done, I don't, I don't know. There's a few achievements on there. I'm maybe interested, like I'm looking at the achievement list and just being like, I'm going to go for this or go for that. But, you know, I, I think I could see myself uh, also hitting, depending on how, what seasons look like, going like, okay, well, I'm going to take a break from this until there's more content. So, hmm. Well, I'm, uh, as far as where I'm at, I, I, it's funny, I kind of bounced off of the main for the same reason, John. Like, I was like, all right, what do I really want to do right now? Do I want to just keep working this Necro until 100? Or do I want to try something else? And I decided to try something else. So I have been... Um, a little bit back and forth, but I have been working on the sorcerer for a bit and I'm, I think 28 or 30 or something with a sorcerer and he's doing not story, just doing quests and you know, all that. And I'm really enjoying it, but I think it's because it's, you know, new character, new build, new, new talents, new, you know, new, it just feels new. Um, and who knows, I may hit a wall with that too and go, well, all right, now let's try the, but you made a really good point earlier about, I should save that energy for season one where I'm expected to start a new character from zero. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's also what I'm doing. Cause part of paying for the like expensive edition. So I could play early is you get a lot of stuff when season one comes around or you get, I think it's like the accelerated battle pass. So in theory, I'm going to play again around that time. Uh, Cause I already have access to it. And I am curious, you know what the seasons are going to be like. And that's where I want to use up my desire to try out a different class is when I have to, uh, you know, or at least have to be starting over again. Right. Well, Diablo, still a gigantic thing. And uh, hopefully they'll start tweaking it in those ways. I I don't disagree with the reasons you bounced. I think they're probably aware of these this pacing. It's not a pacing problem, but they've just, you know, the rewards need to be better. It needs to feel better at those levels. They have to be aware of it. This patch feels like yeah, it's a, trying gonna, to address it. They're going to build towards it. And this was in the pre-show, so I do want to just say it again, though, for people that might not have heard it. Oh, right, yeah. I don't think it is fair to compare Diablo 4 that came out, what, a couple weeks ago? <laughs> like, you can't, you can't compare that to a game that has been out for years, has had refinement and an expansion, 
and go, well, Diablo 3 is just better. Like, it's not apples to apples, that comparison. Like, yes, they're both called Diablo, but, like, I wouldn't say that Diablo 3 at launch was perfect by any means. If we were comparing these two games by the metric of where they were a couple weeks in, you know, there's nothing to worry about. Um, but I, it is where I'm at with the game. Like I'm not playing it and I don't have an interest in playing it because I think that some stuff needs to be done before I'm, I'm interested in diving deep back into it. Yeah. And thankful 2023 or thankfully 2023 is a year with so many amazing games to play. It's (laughs) not like you're having trouble filling it, you know, like there's other shit to do. Um, John has 16 reasons why, (laughs) why he's got other stuff to do at least that many. Um, all right. Let's see what else. Let's talk about your uh, your next fest demos. Did you have standouts this year? You did this last year. How, how do you I feel? didn't get to play as many as I would have liked. I was a little slow in getting to it. Like like you just said, that a lot of games came out that were vying for my attention, and this couldn't have happened at a worse point. It's like I'm still kind of riding the wave of Diablo Four. Final Fantasy 16 is just coming out. The last thing I want to do is go, well, instead of any of that, let me go play some demos. <laughs> um, but I, I tried to make time, and unfortunately, I picked the wrong time because a lot of the demos I had downloaded were now just like, go to the store because they had um, they had pulled the demo. The demo was only available during the uh, window for Steam Next Fest. So I didn't get to play as much as I wanted, but I do have three games that I played that were a part of this uh, that I do want to talk about. And I'm not going to talk about them in the order that I wrote them. So uh, the first one I want to talk about is Choo Choo Survivor. Oh, Now, this game actually just came out, uh, which I think is actually maybe a little unfortunate (laughs) because the thing that was a takeaway for me from Choo Choo Survivor was a very cool idea and concept that needed some work. Uh, I don't think they put that work in in the couple days since I played the demo to its release. Mm. Uh, it's basically a Survivors-like game where you are a train. Okay. And the idea is pretty simple. You're a train, you're going down a track, and you're shooting stuff out of the train to a bunch of zombies that are approaching the train. You got a little light that sucks items into the train, uh, for your for your growth. I think it is an insanely cool concept. I did not have really any fun at all playing this video <laughs> game. It was not. I didn't really get it. And I was like, okay, it kind of feels like you took the concept of a Survivors-like game. And instead of feeling better, it just sort of feels worse. Mm. And... I didn't I didn't like it very much, (laughs) but I still love the concept and I hope they either refine this into something like really cool. I was going to say, I hope it, you know, really modifies before it came out. It came out, though. Um, I don't think they did. So I I either hope somebody runs with this concept and makes something crazy cool with it or that they kind of morph this into something crazy cool. Uh, I think I just think it needs a little work. Yeah. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. The graphics are not working from for me. It looks a little ugly, in my opinion. But it, uh, it is ugly. Is yeah. <laughs> somehow uglier than Vampire Survivor? I don't know how they pulled that off. All right, so there's one Choo Choo Survivor. Check it, but maybe not ready. Not quite ready for prime time. Yeah, I didn't love it, but it's getting positive reviews on on Steam. So you know you might find something to enjoy with it. Uh, I also played a fun dueling game called Ungard. Ungard. Uh, and uh, 
This game is, and this is going to sound like such a diss. It's really not. To me, and I don't know if it's even coming to Game Pass, but if you're listening, Phil, get on it. Uh, This game is maybe the quintessential Game Pass game. I had a really great time with it. It was super fun. I don't know if I would spend money on this game. Mm. Um, it, mm. it, it, so basically, it's a dueling game. You run around. It's a third-person action-style game, all based around uh, like dueling and having interesting little duels with uh, opponents. And it's you know, it's got this little combat system of. Are you going to attack? Are you going to dodge? Are you going to repost? Are you going to, uh, you know, use the environment in some creative way to help you duel? And it's like the controls on this are tight. It actually plays really, really well um, for a game that, uh, you know, looks a little low budget. It looks a little B tier graphically. It looks kind of like a remastered PlayStation game, mm-hmm. um, but it's fun and it's solid. Uh, I don't know what they're going to ultimately charge for this game. Again, I don't know if it's going to be on Game Pass. I didn't get anything from it that said like, oh, I'm going to go throw down $60 on this. But I had a really good time with what I played on it. It was fun and lighthearted and well-voiced and I, again, I think the biggest thing for me was it controls really well. Mm. And that to me is one of the hardest things for video games to get right. Like you can play like the best graphics, best score, you know, best uh, dialogue uh, action game or, you know, adventure game. And if the controls are off, it suddenly just drops to almost unplayable. Yeah. Controls were really tight, felt really good. And I had. I had a lot of fun with it. It was just fun. It was just a fun game. It does so, look like a be a great candidate for Game Pass. Just yeah, looking at it. I, I wish listed it. I thought it looked I thought it looked good. I am curious what it's gonna cost because you know, it, it's that same thing. I love vampire survivors. I sunk a lot of time into it, but you'd be like, Why am I paying sixty dollars for this if that's yeah, what that game costs? So yeah. you know, uh, it's not meant to be a you know, a diss on it, but it's uh it is a question for me. Did you guys know? I assume you guys know. You probably saw work on it in our in our Discord, but somebody in our community is making a survivors like with the core crew and like frog pants stuff. I don't know if you I saw, saw it. Yeah. I, 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 that's spaghetti syntax. I Sp- think. Yeah, that's it's who it is. It's wild. Making like progress on it. Buddy, what's the there's somebody so the guy who made the Lake Run box. This is the Lake Run N64 box right. uh, for fun. He's making our models. He, he worked. He well, no, yeah, he worked in Blender. Oh, I guess he is, and you know, made a nice thing. And then Spaghetti Syntax is like, "Can you send me those files? I want to do something." And yep. I mean, we're just seeing it's in the core Discord or the Frog Pants Discord into the core section. Uh, I just see pictures. I think cracked out speed. Gra- what do we call her, Grandma? Gra- oh, speedy Grandma. Game, game or one that tells us our fast, like, grandma. Uh, fast yeah. grandma. Yeah, I see like a um, you know, T posing fast grandma. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I see some, you know, I definitely see some animation nodes happening. I think it looks like Unity. Um, I don't know, but some work is being done. Yeah, and I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, so it's definitely taking more than a weekend, but that's just because we're a quality show. Yeah, we don't, we don't. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Yeah. That's, yeah. We expect higher standards here. Uh, but um, very interesting. I'm really happy to see the community sort of, you know, take up 
the development bugs. The one problem I have with all these awesome games coming out, Baldur's Gate, Final Fantasy, Diablo. Got no time. Starfield, uh, you know, is I do want to do some game dev. <laughs> but, you know, I have limited free time and I'm playing games now. Yeah. So Super Lake Run, which I still get asked about a lot, I want to do it. It's going to, at some point, I'll pick up that torch, but now is not a good time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, but, uh, so I'm glad others are, you know, doing cool shit in the community because I will, will, you know, oh, let people know well, about it. Yeah, yeah. we're going to make big, big noise when that's playable. So uh, yeah. watch for that coming up soon. Uh, all right, John, tell me about Station to Station. This one actually looks like one I would want. I saved this one because this was easily my favorite. I have long told you guys that I have a you weird. You never go station to station. Uh, <laughs> I have a weird fascination with model trains, and I don't know why. And every time I ever say that to someone, people go, "What, really?" And then I say, "There's just something cozy about the idea of a little train going through a little village that you put together, and you got a wintry village, and you got like a western town, and all of that." And, and Patrick uh, Swayze was in the model trains too. You know, people all of a sudden come around, they start thinking about it. This game kind of oh scratches God. that itch. So I don't know if there's going to be like a sandbox version of this game. Uh, the game as it's presented here is a bit of a puzzle game. Uh-huh. And the idea is that they give you a map and they Dude. give you some buildings that, uh, you need to connect via railway for delivery and those buildings feed into other buildings and you slowly build a little train network. And it's not necessarily about succeeding. It's about succeeding efficiently. I want to interrupt you for a quick sec. Cause I went straight to the trailer. Does it have this exposed look when you play the game or is that just in the trailer? Like it kind of looks like it's taken with a foot, like a, camera you're talking like uh the tilt shift effect right like looking like it's uh, a little shift miniature yeah it's like it's like exposed like it's like the the letting too much light in there's like a glow to things and stuff it looks, uh, I guess, a, there's a little bit of it so it's, it's, it's quality. also it doesn't it look also, video gamey even though it's very much a video game yeah. it also ties into the game mechanics a little bit so everything is really washed out when it initially when you look like look at the board initially so it'll be something like, you know, they'll say, okay, here's uh, a granary. It produces grain. Here's a farm. It needs grain. So you put your stations down, you connect a track between them. It all costs money to do. Um, but then by facilitating that, you get money back. So the idea is, you know, you spend as little to make as much. And once you fill a connection and you've got your buildings meeting their needs and hooked up to the hub, the map fills in with color in a radius around the areas that are now connected. Mm, So the game goes from very washed out and colorless to very colorful and vibrant as you complete the map sections, Um, which also helps guide you visually because once you complete that, it gives you here's additional buildings now. And it, it, kind of complicates it. It's like, okay, well now there's a building up on the hill that needs to feed down into here, but I don't want to spend too much money and creating bridges is expensive. Is it cheaper to wind down the hill or is it cheaper to make a bridge? Or sometimes you get a modifier card that lets you do bridges cheaper. And do you burn that on this so you can just do bridges down the hill and then connect it? So there's a bit of a puzzle element to it and how to make it efficient because each station has four connector points. So you can kind of build this big hub 
this train hub to kind of feed into certain areas, or you can make something very isolated just on its own if there's just one need being filled somewhere on the map. So it's this kind of weird evolving puzzle game as you play it, but it's very chill, it's very relaxed, and it looks like they might do some sort of sandbox mode with Ooh, it, which great. is what I would really want because I love the look of the game. Yeah, same. It has a very cozy like look to it that I just want to get in there and be like, just let me build a town and connect mm-hmm. a train around it. Yeah. So uh, I want this I've, for the same I reason. I loved it. It's I also love this game a lot. Also explains uh, your son Alexander's uh, excitement about trains. It's just built in you. It's in your DNA. It's yeah. It's DNA. He just got it from dad. Yeah. Just oh, came. This game yeah. looks sick. Honestly. It looks cool, right? Yeah. I think yeah, it looks I, awesome. I, I, I'm really digging like the aesthetic. The way you lay down track looks great. Super, I don't know, super cool. This looks awesome. Uh, I'm glad you got to play these. That's fantastic. It's easily my favorite. I did not. So I see people asking if I got to play Sea of Stars. I thought Scott played it because he shared a GIF of it. So I I didn't have full time. And I was like, well, I'm not going to play something that Scott played. But then he didn't talk about it. I totally spaced (laughs) mentioning this. I played that demo. I've been looking forward to that game anyway. Scott played it and not John. I know. Weird, right? It seems like a John game. But um, that game is that game is all already was already high on my list of anticipation. Just just looking at it is so beautiful. Sea of Stars is crazy cool looking. But um. I did play the demo and I'm super impressed and I cannot, and now I'm even more on the hook. I really, is it like more it. like final fantasy or, um, more like, uh, uh Zeno or not Zeno Cross. Chrono Cross. Final fantasy or, or not Chrono, Chrono Trigger, sorry. or secret of mana. Chrono like, trigger a, a, is, is what it is like. Um, and they okay. say this, yeah, they say this a lot. They're like, Hey, this game's a lot like Chrono Trigger. You do see, you, you always see creatures in the world. You don't do random battles, although you're going to still have them. It's turn-based. Uh, it's the world is just insane to me. The gra- the just the just the uh the pixel work is like next level in this thing. I mean, this seems like a Steam Deck no brainer. Oh hell yeah! I'm playing this when it comes out. So as soon I mean, as that's it, ready, it just looks so rich in terms of yeah, it's pixel art. But what if they did the best pixel art ever of all time? Yeah, yeah, like you know, it's great. Uh, it, it looks it, it it actually does like genuinely look f- like a fantastic full effort one of these like it's you tell me it's indie and i believe you but it doesn't look indie at all no yeah. it looks like, legit and the other thing is i didn't go into this uh demo thinking i would i wanted to go in and play whatever the demo had to provide instead i got kind of far into the demo and went i don't want to see any more of this like i want to I just want to keep going and it's not going to let me because this is just a demo. So I'm quitting now and picking this up day one. And it says here in the trailer that there's a, a, a guest composer of the music is the guy who composed music for Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. Yep. That was part of their Kickstarter rewards as they got enough wow. to, uh, to hire oh, that wow. guy. That's yeah, awesome. Yasunori Mitsuda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, great. like this seems like, like, legit like because sometimes you look at these pixel art ones you're like oh it looks good like it looks like they put effort in but i'm gonna pass you know yeah this looks like i even have this wish list that i forgot i wish listed it that, that they no reviews yet i think it's just the demo just the okay, demo part yeah. of that thing yeah. i don't even think we have a date it looks sick oh my god i know they're aiming for this year but i don't think they've given us a specific date yet but even the overworld shit looks better than any of these games i mean i i can't judge story yet but 
this the yeah, gameplay is great so you get it in your hands but. yeah and the demo demo showcases the turn-based combat real well so you get a really good feeling for how items work how abilities work how team uh, uh team dy- dynamics oh, work this guy's other game is the messenger which is the ninja gate the updated ninja gate and uh oh that was also oh, very interesting good. that's cool that game was yeah great. The, i mean so we've talked a lot about uh recently about Chrono Trigger remasters, and I'm be honest with you, this is kind of what I would like a Chrono Trigger remaster to look like in this, this style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people throw out Octopath Traveler. I hear you, but to me, like Chrono Trigger, like looks the way Chrono Trigger does. I don't want a perspective shift. Yeah, I just want prettier art that fits. You know, oh. like. Because Chrono Trigger was mind blowing at the time on Super NES. Like you looked at right. it and you went, "How do sprites look this good? This is insane." Yeah. And I feel like that's all you should really be saying about a remaster of it is you should be saying the same thing, but with a modern sensibility. Just really pop with color and animation and effects and stuff, but still just nail that pixelist. I, I agree with you on that. By the way, you mentioned Octopath. Octopath Two is on sale for like one of the first times, and I was really tempted when you were playing it to grab it. But I'm like, ah, I don't want to spend 59. Got too many other games to play. Went on sale and it was some kind of bundle. It's on there now. And I got to basically that game, some other square game for 41 bucks. Wow. So I grabbed it today. I don't know when I'm yeah. playing it, but I grabbed it. So there's that. You reminded me of that. Yeah. Uh, that's one to keep your eye on folks. Sea of stars. Don't sleep on that one. Uh, frog wrestling update. Let's let's have it. How did it go to last night? I wasn't able to come again because Wednesday suck for me. I know. I picked the worst day for you. Yeah, uh, it didn't go great I, for you and Bo. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Shit, what? what? You yeah. uh, you guys are no longer the tag team champions. Shit, uh, shit. Yep. Lost the title. What? Um, it was to it Kyle was, and Garrett. Yep, to Kyle and Garrett. Oh, those puds. Didn't Kyle lose every match. <laughs> 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 Did Kyle lose every match? I don't, I don't think so. I love Kyle, Kyle for a long time had the the lowest win rate. Yeah, Kyle was a like a nineteen percent win. Rate I regret ever asking for Kyle buffs. Now that I lost, to <laughs> now that you lost, and Bo, I got bad news. It was you. Scott was busy outside of the ring, and Garrett got you inside the ring. I think I think I need bug fixes. Can you like? There's definitely there's definitely there's definitely some, always something weird I'm doing, even though like I'm pretty strong. You're um, not wrong. So you are based. Your moveset is based on a wrestler called Cactus Jack, uh, who you know people might know yeah. as Mankind or Mick Foley, yeah. who's already. You know, he's a weird guy. Definitely you do the things that he's known for. Um, People do get a little confused when you decide to arbitrarily sit down in the middle of the ring and rock back and forth a bit. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, Kyle and Garrett, I mean, Kyle's cleaning up. He took my title last week. He took your guys' title this week. Uh, We had some mild controversy as we had a count out victory in one of the big matches which is never satisfying um and it was voted by the audience to restart the match i love your guys's entrance so much <laughs> so, good. so funny yeah you're so stoic. So funny in this entrance yeah it's so good I um i love that you have my dm cape there like it's so out of place but so in place because of it's me right? <laughs> yeah but. 
<laughs> it's like, why, why would a wrestler dress like that also do the wizard cloak? Like, oh, I got glasses when I come in too. Where's my headset? That's weird. You put the headset on to fight. Yeah, that's your fight. Yeah, yeah I didn't know. I for some reason that detail escaped me. Yeah. Oh my god! You fight and you're wrestling. Uh, I've helmet. never seen my face without a, a VR headset on. Yeah, so it went <laughs> yeah, so went the, poorly. It's there. It's just not seen. Very Did well. we have any any uh, updates in the women's league? Uh, anything happened? Um, there? Well, I mean, the other big matches were uh, Martha and I had to win, or we were going to be kicked out of core. That was an ultimatum you gave us, Scott. Oh shit! Because uh, you said core was for winners, uh, <laughs> despite the fact that you would then go on to lose. I'm such but, a prick um, in this world. This is, my wrestlers. You, you said dick. core was for winners, and so we had to defeat Monica and Tanner in a mixed uh, tag team match, uh, or we were going to get kicked out. And that's the match that ended in controversy mm. uh, with a countout. Yeah. Um, and got restarted, and then we won. So we're gonna have to figure out how you feel about that because there's a lot of technicalities. You're also not happy about Bo. This may result in Scott quitting core. I don't know. Oh man. Uh, we're yeah. gonna have to see yeah, what yeah. happens because Scott is definitely <laughs> tired of being drugged down by uh, all these losers he's hanging around with. Yeah, uh, we gotta keep um, the family tight. We're like the Fast and Furious family. It's all, we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta repair those bridges, man. Yeah. It's it's falling apart right now. We're gonna have to see what happens next Scott, week. But Scott Carter is, and is Kristen the, fought. Yeah, Scott's the Vin Diesel of frog pants. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I am. I am getting. Uh, maybe I'm the no. Who's the Hobbs and Shaw? Whoever that is, they're the ruin in the family. Those guys, they're effing it up. So we gotta. That, <laughs> Garrett and Kyle would Garrett probably and Kyle. be Hobbs. They're the Shaw Hobbs and in that Shaw. case because they they're definitely breaking up the family. Kyle causing issues to start, and then Kyle <laughs> and Garrett now. Uh, both causing issues. Kyle well. just shoved Bo, who was not in the match yet. He's been out on the side. He <laughs> well, just kicked yeah, his ass. He knows that Bo will sucker punch him. Bo sucker punches people all the time there. is a smart move by Kyle because he knows that Bo will sucker punch him. Damn. All right. This is a meaty match. I'm sad I missed the live one day. AI is almost fully sentient at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's learning. Uh, I will say the so I, I said last week I toyed with the AI settings. Much more satisfying matches this week. The mm. the messing with the AI was a smart move. Uh, I think the matches were all better this week for that reason. So um, I I just I like seeing where it's going. It doesn't ever go the way I expected. Uh, I will say this, though. I, I frequently will run matches before the event just to make sure there's nothing weird or I didn't miss anything. And for the mixed gender tag match that we did, mm. I am so sad that the actual match did not end the way it did when I tested it. Yeah. Because when I tested it, the way it ended was Martha was in the ring. Mm. She bumped into the ropes and knocked Tanner on the floor. She climbed up onto the top rope to do a move to Martha. Tanner climbed up on the ropes and punched Martha in the head, <laughs> which immediately got them disqualified because the game does not allow mixed gender wrestling directly. So the way mixed gender matches work in this game is if if the guys are in the ring and one of the guys tags the, the woman in the ring then the other woman has to come in the ring. Oh, like, that's just the, the rules. The game forces it. Yeah. I didn't think they allowed them to interact at all, but Tanner hauled off and punched Martha in the damn head, <laughs> and the match just ended. The ref was like, nope, and it just they didn't have any audio for it. There was nothing for the commentators to say. It was just match over. Cord declared the victor, and I was like, oh, that is crazy. Yeah. And the story that would have come out of that would have been insanely good. 
but it's not what happened on the live show. So I never knew Tanner. You didn't. didn't, Yeah. Yeah. It's just real mean. Which is usually so generous. Yeah. Which is funny as hell. He's one of the kindest, sweetest human beings I've ever known in my life. Him punching a girl's never going to (laughs) happen. It's different in the ring though, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's brutal in the ring. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. It's so great, dude. I love it. Tanner's love it. also such a good sport. He shows up, uh, if not live every week since I added him. He always watches the VOD. He's one of the most, like, he gave me no direction on his outfit. I gave him the dorky mod syndicate outfit, which is kind of cool, but kind of dorky. And he's just like, I love it so much. It's so good. And he's just so happy about it. And it's so nice. Like, this is... Not like Monica who complains about her pants. Right, her damn pants. I even pants. changed them this week, and she's like, the pants are worse. <laughs> so, she is never going to be happy with the pants. That's just. The I rule. think she will. I changed them again today. I changed all the mod syndicate outfits today. Mm-hmm. I think we're finally going to have a happy Monica. That's okay. what I think. All right. I think well, I finally, I finally compromised. Listen, Big- you don't see me complain about my little onesie teddy thing or whatever. <laughs> oh, you your it. costume can never change. People I know, love it I know, too much. Would, would, it, would it be what I choose? No, but I appreciate John's vision. Yeah. So that's what everyone's got it. Everyone just got to trust in John's vision. Yep. Wait a minute. You wouldn't choose a like one shoulder exposed onesie with the Canadian flag on your butt. I, mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to say now because it's iconic and it's been a while that we've done it. But yeah, when you first showed it, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> this is a little goofy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just let it happen. You know, you're just like, well, you know, I trust the artist. Yeah. You know, let, let the, the artist, the artist have his express way. Is art that's right? He picked it for a reason. Maybe I'm wrong, and it turns out I was. No, <laughs> no complaints. Nailed it per usual. It's like Jorts and Scott, man. Yep, they're together forever, whether I like exactly. it or not. Scott didn't like the Jorts either. <laughs> Don't wear Jorts, Scott. They make you evil. That's what I've heard. They make you a real oh, prick in the wrestling world. Yeah. The, maybe that's what we do. Maybe when you become a good guy eventually, I'm sure it'll happen one day. Yeah, you'll get humbled. Yeah, and do we know anyone we, else who wears Jorts. Ooh, what the hell is that? When we do... (laughs) I don't know. It it looked like I was sniffing Garrett's taint. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I I didn't see that. The The replay's a little delayed, but they were showing the replay moves, and the first one was some (laughs) somersault thing, and I had my face stuck in his taint going... Yeah. I I don't have my webcam on, but yeah. Yeah. No, you don't say, really? This blinking guy here is not... I'm just going to show you what I was doing. All right, hang on. Let me see. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, you you ran and kneed him in the face, but it did kind of look like you just... We crotched him. Yeah. Jammed your your gonads right in his his chump. No, no. I was sniffing his taint. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, I missed that. I thought Garrett was doing it. That's why having the camera on would have really helped here. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's your update, everybody. On, uh, oh, there's Bo. He's charged. Bo's back. Look at that. Yeah, Just in time for what camera, he played. This camera is so high quality. I don't know if it's coming through Zoom or not, but man. Oh, it's funny I to see do- your your beard has gotten saltier and peppier. Pepper, pepper. Yeah, I'm gonna I gotta start dying <laughs> it, dude. It's so white. Like comparing the two, you're just like that's like you know like look. There's, at least there's some brown in there. How much time was that? No, my year. That's like 2017. Oh, it's been a bit then. Yeah, it's been a bit, man. And uh, mine has gotten yeah. white too. During way that more time. white. Like- when I send you selfies for the core daily, and I look at the thumbnail, it's just a bunch of 
there's just like this white lint, like because it's all you know, it's a thumbnail, right? So I just see this big patch of white. And I'm like, no, yeah, yeah. that's Anyways. great, dude. Uh, um, no, no, I'm going like this. Oh yeah, this taint. That's what yeah. you want. Ew, you know, you try and make the smell go in, so you yeah, you waft it. It, lo- it looked like I was kind of doing like the, I don't know, trying to. I don't want to speak oh. for John, but it's grossing me out watching you do that. It's just gross. <laughs> well, pretend it's um, I'm smelling his cheddar crisps. Oh, okay, his cheddar crisps. <laughs> or no, what what's it called? It? Cheese crisp. Cheese crisp. John, cheese but, crisp. Don, John did a cooking video. Everybody, you got to go see it. Yes, yeah, I sort of did. Yeah, I finally almost. uploaded a cooking video that I made months and months ago. Oh, it's old. I was like, I don't want to put this on YouTube. It's so bad. It's got such a long and people loved it. So <laughs> I guess I have to make more cooking videos now. And at least now I can try and make them at least somewhat professional without like a 10 minute intro of my shaky hand holding a camera just vamping to buy time it made Kim mad because she's always saying hey you should we should film cooking stuff and I'm like oh we'll get around to it we'll do something sometime for the YouTube channel I never do it and then she sees that you had this up there and said John has a baby and he figured out a way to do a cooking video I said all right we'll do a cooking (laughs) video and it won't be me cooking it'll be her cooking because i don't know what the frick i'm doing i don't know how to cook Are you kidding me you should because you always talk about kim's food and everybody who hears it now is like well i want to try it because scott hypes it up and yeah. now you would give them the opportunity yeah we just need to do it so What's you have it's weird eggs yeah i make weird eggs i could do that <laughs> dog ritos do they that. were like what's it called funny eggs weird eggs yeah or, it's weird eggs yeah. my kids call them weird eggs and then the 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 dog Rito is a fun one. I should make one of those on, on camera. They're not like complicated, but they're dog speaking <laughs> of cheese crisps and not far off from a dog Rito. No, speaking of cheese crisps and let's talk about cheese crisps and VR. Bo, how's deep rock galactic VR? I, I finally got it working. So they put published a major update to the mod and, uh, cause I couldn't ever play deep rock VR before. Yep. And they made an update, and it works on my system. And I got to rock and stoon yeah. uh, in VR. And I got to tell you, it's worth, uh, it's fun. It's, you know, learning the controls took me a bit of time. And I, ha- I have some links there if you want to show actual yeah, video from it. Yeah. Um, the spiders, not too bad. Uh, not too triggering. Definitely way better than Skyrim. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask um, about those spiders. It's not, you know, yeah. when they're quiet. Oh, by the way, those numbers flying by, mm. they're awesome. They look so good. It's so. It's just <laughs> the way the way those little numbers shoot by. So there's a whole bunch of new shit. Apparently, you can hack things. So I'm connecting up matrix wires in order to make a machine get hacked. Uh, <laughs> but this is in VR. I'm, I'm in the dungeon. It's dark as hell. Uh, I'm trying to hook up these matrix lines uh, to get that machine going. It's a good experience. I mean, there's still polish needed on a few things, but yeah. overall, I feel the aim's very generous, so it's not hard to hit things. I'm playing my higher level character too, so you know I'm kind of maxed out and a yeah. lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it would be fun to multiplayer in VR this game. Like it actually, we know Deep Rock Galactic's a fun game, right? Just random oh, shit happens. Awesome. Yeah. And this is on like the lowest setting, so there's barely any enemies. Uh, yeah, those wind tunnels like blow you like crazy and reduce your vision actually a lot like it's yeah it, it's big time fun this is a big recommend uh, really? given that deep rock galactic's good in vr it's just as good so this know, is a I'd mod say. not this isn't in like uh in, this isn't supported 
officially it's just they support it's mods, a mod but. It's, a, it's a mod but the devs are aware of it and okay. help like and help its existence yeah, oh, okay so cool like, yeah, they, so they seem like the um, kind of guys that would do that that's that's great here yeah it's not it's actually not too out of all the stuff i've had to install this is one of the easier ones now mm. um not everything works the best i find the menus back at base like the i find them a little hard to use right now i don't know what's going on with that mm. um but apart from that, you know, it works. If you've got, if you're in flat screen, you go in, you make sure you're, you know, you got the items you need and stuff like that. You can go and play some VR. Um, it's the Molly's so big. Like, you know, Molly's there and you're like, yeah, okay, it's there. You don't really think of Molly as big, but no. that's the little ro- robot where you dump the things in. Storage robot, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but like, uh, it's actually really huge. <laughs> the game, you're like, holy shit, like, giant robots chasing you everywhere. Digging in the walls and trying to get at stuff is just kind of the same kind of like quiet fun it can be on low difficulties. Sure. Um, yeah, no, this is a great experience. I have to, I have I to mean, admit, it looks pretty smooth. Like, I'm not, this doesn't yeah, look it's like, like a, a low poly fest. game. I had zero, like, it, it, it was a great experience. I've had worse experience on dedicated VR games that are experimental or early access. Mm. Um, this worked just fine. The only thing is, like, learning the buttons was kind of rough. And like I said, some of the menus and base. Um, they weren't just showing up the graphics, just the UI elements, and I had a hard time navigating that stuff. So, um, but maybe once I figure out the proper buttons, uh, the way to use them, then it would be easier. So maybe it's just trial and error. Are you still a scout? Uh, Are you a scout with a zip line? Yeah, I, I, I just, that's the only class I ever really leveled. So yeah, but and so it's kind of cool with the zip gun, like firing around. It's, it's real trippy. Uh, I don't get motion sickness, so it's fun for me, Yeah. but you know, all the different classes do different cool things. Like... You, know, you play it and you're like, oh man, I want to play with some people. And w- I know I'm not I'm not trying to twist anyone's arm to get headsets or whatever, but it would be fun to have a four player headset. You know, what we could like do that. John. We could lie to Bo and say we have headsets on. And let's go, but really we're just playing because it's all the same netcode. He would he wouldn't know we were actually not in VR. Yeah, actually, because I think one of the big things about the mod update is that it's compatible to play with players who are on VR and non VR. It doesn't matter as much. Yeah. yeah. So I actually think we could all technically still play. So we could just so. fake it and say, oh, look at this world we're in. John, can you believe Whoa, it? Bo was right. Yeah, it's realer John. than real. I can see in three dimensions, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be irritating to be the John player, player and listen to us go like, whoa. And he's like, okay, guys. Like, like even the smallest things are kind of, you know, Jesus wept, right? Like, yeah. I, oh, man, I'm, I'm look at me pickaxing right in front of my face. It's so awesome. And, you know. Yeah. yeah. Typical Jesus wept. It's all good though. I like it. Yeah, but so it's a. I, I can't wait to play this again. This is a big time recommend. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, speaking of mods and VR, how did the Crisis VR go? Because well, I'm, that's a new one in the flat to VR Discord community. I saw a new uh, community, uh, a new new cluster of uh, channels pop up, and one of them was Crisis mod, and I went, "Oh shit." Crisis is a classic game, right? Yeah. Like, it's, I don't really, like, two and three are great, and Warhead's all right, but, like, Crisis 1 is, like, it's a moment in gaming. It's a whole vibe. There's something about it. It's Predator, right? Like, you, you the game starts, like, it obviously teases the alien stuff, but basically, you're a super-powered uh, American warrior. You have sweet American technology. You're in North Korea. They don't have that technology, but they have the numbers. You're there to investigate some shit. So it plays like a really unfair military shooter, you know, where you have all the advantages. Right. And then, you know, at towards the end, turns into some alien shit. Uh, but it's really, I think, one of the first, the open-worldness of it is what really sets it apart, too. But um, 
yeah, so I'm like, okay, this is a great excuse to play this classic game again. Yeah. Now, it's definitely still in beta. It's like 0.3. You can see the arm. I have a little bit of difficulty <laughs> with the arms yeah. because um, it's meant to be played mouse and keyboard with the VR headset on, but he has started putting in support for the hand controllers. So I did have some struggle trying to turn them off in the INI files Oh, um, and like sort of sort that out. But towards the end, I started to get the hang of the controls again. There's no control listing anywhere. So I, you know, the first, I played about two hours and the first hour and a half was just me just figuring out the controls. Mm. I eventually had to quit because I still think the controls weren't there and I would have mouse and keyboarded, but I hadn't figured out how to turn it off. I was just kind of done fiddling with it. Um, but I actually... Uh, liked the game uh, quite a bit. Um, it's a good mod, and a really great example of taking these like, you know, older high fidelity for their era games, and like, they obviously can run in VR like a dream. Um, I, I'm just stoked on this one. So that's one I checked out too. I mean, you know, Crisis is a classic game. You either, if you play, you know, it's a military shooter game. There's not much to say about it. Um, and if you played it, you know, you know what I mean. How it's kind of could yeah. be kind of fun. I put the cry engine on like fast track to be one of the big four engines that people would want to buy and work with, you know. It's yeah. what uh Star Citizen uses still, I think. They're using cry engine on that fake game that doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, That's great. Yeah. Um all right, awesome. Everybody played some good games. We're going to take an actual quick break here and when we come back, we got a dear Martha some really fast news uh some roundups. We're not going to get too crazy with those. And then we do have to play this amazing email. Um, it's a it's an actual an audio, audio file that accompanied the email from a listener named oh. Legrand. I know this guy; he's a local, he's a super cool dude, and he caught something on tape. We're just going to want to have to hear. So uh, come back for all of that here in a moment, everyone, uh, after the break, and we'll be right back. And we're back from the break. Welcome back, everybody. We are now ready to do a Dear Martha. And you might say to yourself, Wayne, I'm new here. How does that work? Well, John does these amazing things called Dear Marthas. Sometimes they're reviews. Sometimes they're magazine things. Sometimes they're even a little contest. And it sounds like today it's one of those again. So, John, uh, anything special here? We're doing that uh, guess the title thing again or guess the game? Yeah. So today we are going to be playing the game that we played last time. Uh, It is going to be hard mode. Uh, So I'm going to read a Dear Martha review. I'm going to, this week, give you five games that it is potentially from, and you must pick the game that you think this review is from. Now, I'm going to make one thing clear, a little disclaimer. There's a lot of Steam reviews out there. There's a decent chance that a review, this review or a review like it, has been made for another one of these games. This is the one I read, though. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, so that's that's the only caveat I got for you. That's what we're doing, and I warn you, it's hard this week. Bo got it right last week. I, I we'll see how it goes this. All week. right, you've Let's amped see. up the difficulty. Also, I could totally hear Alexander freaking out. That's amazing. I know he's really upset right outside the door. He's not happy. Not happy at all. All right. Well, here's your uh, intro here. All right, go ahead. My dearest Martha. My review for Redacted. Fun, but has bugs. Yours in this life and the next. <laughs> Looney. So most of the entirety of the library, then. All Steam okay, games. That's your that's your review. If you want to hear the review again, it's fun, but has bugs. 
Now, here are your options. I'll narrow it down. Okay. I'll help you because that could be that could be a lot of games, right? It's multiverses. Yeah. Okay. Here, here are your five games that it is from okay. potentially. All right. Number one, Fallout Three. Okay. Number two, Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> Number three, Fallout Shelter. <laughs> Number four, Fallout Four, and number five, Fallout Seventy Six. Oh my gosh! So every Fallout with one is, weird. Isn't exception. it multiverses? Isn't that the actual answer? It kind of is, but the problem is and they're has, all buggy. Has, bug, has Bugs Bunny? They're, oh, that's true. Yeah, it does. Has Bugs? I get that's it. A good point. Those that games would be are a great all review on multiverses. I, someone go post that. Every one of those games you it's mentioned were buggy at launch, with the exception of maybe. Fallout show. The question is, which one is fun? Definitely not uh, 76. I'm just saying that to trigger people. Yeah, they're going to make somebody. <laughs> definitely not Fallout 4. Uh, definitely not Fallout Shelter. Um, people like Shelter. Definitely, right? not, definitely not Fallout 3. And so it's a new, the only one ever I hear un, unrelenting praise uh, of is New Vegas. Yeah, Although New Vegas is a bit of a hipster one, too. Maybe it's not the. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going shelter because that seems like a that thing you just comment and go. Oh, it's fun, but it's kind of buggy. Oh, maybe it has actual bugs. Like, oh. which one has the most bugs? In They're it? going literal, eh? I don't know. Well, it's I, the same kind of pun, but not Bugs Bunny. No, no, it's. I never played any of the Fallout. So, well, I've played a bit of Fallout Four VR, but not much. It um, was it was fun, but has bugs, right, John? Did they say the but? full review as written is fun but has bugs? But has bugs. There's not, not a even a comma oh. between fun and but. <laughs> Sounds like a name. Oh, it's but has bugs. But has bugs. <laughs> old, old but has bugs. <laughs> Mr. Fun has but bugs. has bugs. Yeah, I'm sticking with shelter. Bo, what do you think? I'll go with uh, New Vegas. Fall at New Vegas, but I think I'm wrong. Going with your heart. The correct answer this week for Dear Martha mm -hmm. is Fallout 4. Ah, shit. <laughs> so just a Fallout game. It's a... That's, that's our sound we get, by the way. It's just oh, a freaking Fallout. real good fallout. reverb on that. I love it. I should do this that's one. That's the loser one, yeah. Uh, ah, dang it. So wait, so that's all they said about 4. 4 is a huge game. That's a very short review. Yep. I just, I didn't have a ton of time to do Dear Martha's this week. And I was like, oh, we'll do the game show again. I saw that review and I was like, boy, that review really applies to every Fallout game. And then I thought, well, I guess we have our competition. Yep. Nailed it. I think it works just fine. All right. Uh, that I still say it should be the review for Multiverses. Yeah. I think it could be a review for every game we talked about. Every game ever talked about ever on the show. <laughs> Although I'll say Final Fantasy 16 has not presented me with any bugs. I think the frame rate's a bit suspect, but uh, when they claim performance when I'm really getting about 40, 30 to 40, but the uh, that game's pretty no bug-free. I've never That's had a, a crash. Good point. I haven't seen anything weird. I haven't seen any weird T-posing. I haven't seen any weird animation lockups. Nope, nothing. I think that's... That's, that's, uh, that's a good point. Squeenix is pretty good about that, though. Rebirth, I don't remember seeing any or remake either. Yeah, I don't feel like yeah. they have. Uh, I don't know. They 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 tend not to launch with bugs, but then I don't know what. What's the one with the girl everyone hated this year, last year, or this year? I guess Forspoken. 
Wasn't that a little buggy? Oh yeah, yeah, that was. But I don't think that was. I mean, that was, a, that was a different team. Different team that yeah. was working on a. Yeah, it's, it had a troubled development. Whenever they're called the business, what is it? Business Unit Three it's or creative whatever. Creative Business Unit Three. Yeah. Yeah. They they never seem to put out anything broken day one. I I, I think um that business was supposed unit. to be a Final Fantasy originally. I think. Oh really? Like a little spinoff, a uh, one-off thing? I think there was a pivot, if I remember what I read correctly, on s- at some point. Mm. Well, there you go. Uh, let's get to these stories. I'm going to tear through these, make them quick. Microsoft CEO uh, Bobby Kotick, or no, I'm sorry. My, Microsoft uh, CEO claims they hate exclusives, and that Sony keeps that uh, in play. But more importantly, the part of the story that I think is funny or interesting is that Bobby Kotick hates Game Pass. So there's that. (laughs) That was the thing is like everybody's writing the news story about the Microsoft CEO quote. And it is dumb dumb for them to be like, we don't want to do game exclusives. Sony makes us. Yeah. Which is so Uh, I understand where they're coming from, but it is so you have to do some real mental gymnastics. Yeah, to oh, believe yeah. that. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, plus, they associate from the actions of the company you represent. <laughs> the company plus that trial. Halo built is only like the, doing. The gas company's like, we don't like charging for gas. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, like, <laughs> these these just, hearings are the most ping pong back and forth stupidness. Like they'll say something really dumb. And then Sony will come in and say something really dumb. And then even better, the FTC will say something colossally stupid. The whole thing kind of sucks. What about, what about the cloud? Yeah. <laughs> it's all bad. thought about the cloud? The cloud who, who is the exclusive? Yeah. Who has exclusivity on the cloud? And it's, it's very close. very these moments where these people very stern or earnestly look like they know how to talk about gaming. They don't. It's like... They've never played a game in their life. Anyway, I, now I understand I cartridges were a thing once. <laughs> <laughs> Why it's, am I? It's so dumb. I kind of so hope bad. the government's like, just like, what are we do, doing to reduce toxicity between Xbox fans and PlayStation yeah, fans? Yeah. They're like, that's never going to go away. No. Like, mm, but you have a responsibility to reduce toxicity. Well, this, like, this oh, hearing no. isn't helping very much. No. This, <laughs> if, it, that. if anything, they seem to be more publicly... Uh, you know, cohesive, and now it just feels like war over there. It just feels like well, a mess. Yeah, well, I've seen like because Twitter wants to offer. They think I'm interested in video games, right? So they offer me all these tweets from people who've like, like, have fantasizing so much of the facts in this. Like, yeah. you know, such and so said this because of this made up fantasy reason. It's just it's like a, it's just endless. Like I was scrolling through it, and I'm like, you guys. Nobody here knows what they're talking about. None of these blue, all these blue check marks who know f all about the situation are like getting their you know tweets basically promoted. Well, Twitter's f fiction, like it's awful. No, it's f. Yeah. There was this great ex- exchange between two blue checks the other day that could not get over. I actually lost sleep over this. It was so stupid. <laughs> and it was this guy who says, "Man, there seems like there's just big things happening one after another." There's First, the the Ukraine, uh, uh, the guy was going to go into Moscow and do a coup, and then right out, or and right before that, we were all talking about the the submarine and all that. It's crazy. And this other guy goes, "I know. It's like, you know, we're all waiting for a third thing or a fourth thing to happen." And somebody pipes in and goes, "You guys are describing news. You're talking about news." <laughs> and I, like, when I read that, I went, "Oh my gosh, that is all it is. It's news." And they're <laughs> acting like they've never heard of that before. And it made me want to. Burn my phone in effigy. Yeah. No, no, uh, like people, 
it's mostly people of low IQ that have the blue check mark. I'm sorry to say, man. If you have one, you need to get rid of it, dog. <laughs> that's, like that's <laughs> that, yeah. cloud chasing. You're getting. You're deriving no benefit from it because one of the things that kind of sucks sometimes when a lot of people pay attention to the things you post is that your stupid stuff gets a lot of attention <laughs> and sometimes. Sometimes anonymity is good. Yeah, but they think that's great. They think they're getting clout. They're like, look at me. I got a thousand likes on this thing, even though it was the dumbest thing I've ever uttered in my life. It it just promotes bad behavior. I freaking hate it. It's so bad. I mean, what's nice at least is like the the one saving grace has been the for you tab. Yeah. No, the following tab. The following. For you is actually defaults to following consistently now. Yeah. Which. (laughs) Which means it's only the people I follow, and I like the people I follow. And yeah, if it weren't for that, I do like that. There's a saving grace there. Like, I'm like, oh, and you know, I close the app and I open it, it stays. Yeah. It doesn't go to the other one like it used to. I occasionally go in there just to mock somebody, but that's a me problem. Um, Let's move on to this story. (laughs) God's like, occasionally I become a troll. I become a troll. Uh, It's a good time. But speaking of trolls, uh, back to the part of this story that's fun Bobby Kotick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hate is, that. It, is it a surprise at all that he doesn't like Game Pass? I like mean, something that most people are like, that's a pretty good deal. That he's like, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't think this is <laughs> I don't good. Like it. It's not good I don't for like video games. Wouldn't like it. It's a money hose, isn't it? Like, well, it is for Microsoft. I think that he thinks that. Uh, yeah, I think he thinks that it's not. Like I don't oh know. he doesn't benefit from it that's why yeah he yeah his big from thing it. is if this deal doesn't go through and Activision stays private he does not want he does not like Activision games participating on it yeah yeah okay he likes his own Game Pass but not other Game Pass yeah he doesn't he, believe in <laughs> any Game Pass is what he said yeah he doesn't it doesn't matter his or somebody else's he doesn't believe that you should pay a subscription fee and get access to a bunch of videos that's games. a big fat lie from a big fat liar though he probably has Game Pass. He probably does, but even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, the point is, if he had, if people had, if he had the kind of product that people would want to subscribe to Activision's pass, Activision plus or some bullshit, he'd love this. He's a liar. I mean, he has battle, he has battle passes and subscriptions. Like, I know it's all, he's full of the same principle. You know, it's like, he's full of it. He's a big butthole. Yeah, uh, speaking of blue chat mark speaking of buttholes let's talk about not really i like world of warcraft classic and for those who love it anyway world of warcraft classic uh with bo i, I feel like bo predicted this but they are adding official hardcore realms and they're doing it right according to bo you like what this looks like yeah uh yeah i mean i haven't gone through the fine tooth comb but mm. the tldr sort of list and looking at some of the stuff there they're pretty much they're following most of what the mod has mm-hmm. um set out and then those areas where they differ, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. For example, rather than running a dungeon once in a run, dungeons are on 24-hour lockout. Oh, nice. Boom. They also did this thing. I'm not sure I quite understand it, but there was a season of mastery where they made it hard for overleveled characters to power underlevel characters. That rule set is also coming to this. So um, if you're level 60, you can't party with anyone under level 60. And high levels that aren't 60 uh, will significantly penalize, like, the results of, you know, carrying yeah, a, a lower level. Yeah, there's an XP person. fall off uh, yeah. if you're with somebody. The bigger the gap between levels, uh, they said based on buckets, so it doesn't sound like it's just number of levels, but, like, within a range. 
as you get out of that, the XP drop off is such that you can't power level. Yeah, somebody. so that means, but that means you can kind of run, or if you, you know, ran it once with some other people, you can run it with some other people the next day. That's yep. amazing. Yep. And um, uh, you can use auction house and trading and twink out your character. I'm cool with that. My second Diablo character is twinked out. Kind of don't have. A, I don't. I like that they're retaining some of the MMO ness of the game. That's. I didn't mind it with the mod, but. It, even though there's lots of people around, it felt lonely when I'm trying to kill Hogger, not to just be like, hey, dude, want to help me kill Hogger? Oh, can't do that. It's going to break the rules, you know? Right, like, right. And then, like, I even I when I fought Hogger, somebody helped, and then someone else had the nerve to insult me because I didn't do it on my own or something. Like, <laughs> there was, I had some weird, inter- it was very brief, some weird interaction where somebody, like, just dissed me, and I was like, what? I mean, water off a duck's back. I don't care. But right. um, I was like, no, that kind of, like, MMO-y, business like it's not going to save you in the long run eventually you're going to get to uh you know zulfarak or um what is it tenaris what's that desert called is it oh, uh, ten- yeah tenaris you yeah, get to gadget stand and you're going to get wrecked so you know like enjoy your your help in the er- the early levels like the early level zones are very populated but people die a lot the one thing they weren't clear on that i would still keep the mod for if they don't have it is i like to see when people die i like the call outs for the mm. entire server like mm. part of that schadenfreude or freud or whatever you know <laughs> the pleasure at others misfortunes is a big part of the appeal of the game too uh, it's like watching a grease pole competition and see the people <laughs> slide down it's fun like that's 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 kind of what this is in a way so yeah um, I hope there's, uh, that might just be worth installing the mod for that alone. Yeah, I was going to say, there will probably be at least mm. mod support for that, so. Mm. But um, but otherwise, like, it seems like they're preserving the good parts of playing WoW, that's the multiplayer aspects that aren't part of the solo self-found hardcores. I'm sure there'll still be a mod, so if you still want to challenge yourself in that way, I think you can still, I think that'll still be available, but, you know, when I was inviting you guys to play, if we were playing in a trio, we'd have to play together at all times. Now that's it's looser, you know. Log in whenever you want, whatever. You know, there's no no restriction. We could even play. We can we can have more people. We could have a fully five person dungeon with people we know or, or whatever. Like it's it does seem more. I like the looser restrictions um, yeah. on the game. So I do too. I also really like the logo uh, for it. There's a cool logo for this thing. Uh, hold on, let me find it here. Yeah. I can't find it. Anyway, I just think they're taking it seriously, and I think it answers that question we had before about if they don't get on this, someone else is going to riot, for lack of a better way of describing it, and and do their own thing and then make a ton of money. And then Blizzard's left once again going, oh, they made a thing in our backyard, and now we're we're left hanging out to dry just like Dota. They're going to feel that way again. I mean, I think I think this, this one's going to be a little harder to implement because it's already on an existing game that's kind of difficult to execute on, right? It's not like Auto Chess or even league like the the scope of those games are a little narrower compared to oh for sure yeah you know the even even just because part of it is the jank of warcraft that is appealing right like like i said finding tiny little bags and thinking it's the best thing ever and shit like that like i think if you're putting in a new game you're going to want to make something polished and fun uh, or else people won't play it even though it's hardcore so I, i actually think that's I think it's still a very real possibility you bring up. I, I just think it's probably harder for others to execute. Um, but we'll see, man. A massively multiplayer, hardcore sort of realm might, you know, might be really cool. I think you, there's a way you can execute it that is that is just unique, just taking the best parts of what makes this good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, did Diablo? Uh, they do have Diablo Four, which is another hardcore game. So you know, they are capital. <laughs> 
they went hard on it with the little statue so you know yeah they, they did at least in there in that aspect invest in that kind of thing yeah. um first person and, to get hardcore leveled in uh they could do the same thing put it on a thrall statue or something you know i don't think it's gonna be as big but there's a race for sure uh yeah. you know in the community about who's gonna get first in each class and stuff yeah. like that's definitely happening pretty and, guaranteed um, the only thing i'm sad about is the timing I mean, Baldur's Gate bump got bumped up four weeks. Yeah, I'm still enjoying Diablo Four. Starfield's on the way. Who know BlizzCon? Who knows what's going to drop out of BlizzCon? Maybe we'll get some like when am I, hardcore. It's like now it's a time issue. I had all the time in the world before Diablo Four launched. Yeah, and now I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I still really want to do it. I really want to play with you guys. Yeah. Um, I think you know we could make it faster in a group potentially. But we'll be busy with other things. I just don't know. But, um, yeah. Well, speaking of BlizzCon, it was announced yesterday that tickets start this time at $300 per ticket. How much is it? Was 200 before? It was 320 in 2019. 2018 was less. And the last time they were in the 200s was 2017. So they've gone up every year, basically. Yeah been that long um they also have a higher the 800 tier is that weird one that they always have where you get extra perks and stuff and cut lines and all that um so that's the thing that was 600 something I, last time I, is that something they always had i didn't think that was an always had oh yeah they had that there was five or sorry 600 something in 650 maybe in 2019 this year it's uh, 800 so they've had that well that's the, the one i skipped so i wasn't paying a lot of attention to it i don't think yeah i didn't go Did to that have either. to make a wish dinner as part of it or is that uh, i don't no, think that's so that's a separate that's a separate the dinner's a separate thing yeah okay. uh let me just double check this yeah here we are 299 uh that gives you the ex- what they call the ex- for a ticket Jeez. exclusive portal pass lounge private viewing lounge private concessions which still means you got to pay for it's not free food uh, gameplay experiences, concierge support, Blizzard employee meet and greets, and more. It's a little vague, to be honest, all of that. Don't know what some of that means. It's sort of like a non-media media pass. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like, oh, it was like uh, a media pass light. Uh, 2019, it was 230 and 550, so it was less than 600. So they that one really jumped. Um no other info about bands or any of that other stuff and i don't know i think that's kind of expensive i think 300 is a lot to ask for for I mean, people I mean, will go people will pay it because they're gonna you go know, the but. hotel and, and plane will run you a lot more than the 300 right so, yeah that's you know. my point you're already into this thing two grand or something just it's to get not there. like it's a thousand people it's gonna there's a lot of people that go to blizzcon that mm-hmm. place is packed holy shit i don't yeah. know what the capacity is but it feels more in the it's about 30,000 range. Like, yeah, they do about 30, 28 to 30,000 is your typical. I assume that'd be really, it's that high. I don't oh, yeah. know. I should go to tens of thousands. So, you know, I'm sure the convention center is not cheap to rent, but still it seems, you know, what freaked me out is I walked off stage in 2018 after I did the thing and someone said, by the way, that was 28,000 people out there. And I about shit myself. I'm like, I'm glad you told me now. <laughs> And not before. Nobody said that to you before you went. Yeah, because I was like, oh, gosh, that freaked me out. 28,000 pieces of underwear sitting in front of you. My favorite thing was the guy upstairs who was mad at me because someone had scheduled an interview with someone up there right at the time I was supposed to host the Q&A on stage. And I said to the guy, I think John was there, and I said, oh, I can't do that. I was like, what do you mean you can't do it? (laughs) I went... I'm literally on stage then. 
like the main stage at the thing. And he just could not get that through his head that that's what was going to happen. So I, I hope he's okay now. That very happy person. <laughs> Definitely the healthy ego to be like, it's this excuse of being on the main stage. It's man. the only excuse. You, I, just say I you could, don't want to do it, bro. <laughs> yeah, just say you don't want to <laughs> do it. Don't make up. Don't go so grand. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. it feels like a million. I kind of hope. Ago. I don't know. Uh, do no, there's a little. Chance? There's a little Are piece of me in going. I yes. know, like you know, a lot's happened between you know uh, Blizzard Gate and now, and. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, we're signing you know, up for the things. We're gonna do a. We're gonna do a push for say. Hey, Core wants. Pat uh, press credential stuff, I mean, and then we'll see. The number one podcast. Logistically <laughs> speaking, that's the only way I could go. Same, but personally speaking, that is also the only way I would go. <laughs> but I mean, that's fine. It's, it's honest, and you know, people like that's that's a cornerstone of the show is our integrity and our honesty, forthcomingness. Yeah, I think so. Um, we're definitely all budget so. fans, in spite of the many hurdles. Like it's thrown up in front of <laughs> being a uh, yeah. Despite fan. their hard work yeah, yeah. to the contrary, the, we've remained yes, fans. exactly. I yeah. think we still we still have hope, and we're still in, you know they just put out a product, and we've all enjoyed it. I would you know I definitely want to go check out the statue while I'm down there. Um, so I've got extra reason to be like, come on, let me go. Yeah, you got a special um, motivation. Is that thing going to be at the uh, event? They're going to haul it in there, or they're going to keep no, it? No, but like knowing that it's there now, I might. I don't, I don't. I don't know who to contact or how to do this, but I might stay an extra bit of time to go to campus or try to get on campus and just be like, "I'll bet Randy take a picture with well, my we, staff." Yeah, we know some. Yeah, we, we know can people. Probably arrange. Yeah, I just don't want to be that guy, you know, or just you know. But I have a re- I have a purpose given that I just want to, you know, do a pilgrimage, right? And you can totally be possible. that guy. I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, the other, yeah. the big question for me is whether they'll because they said in the next three weeks or so they'll have the portal up for credential people and so we'll we'll apply and if we get it we'll get yeah. it if not yeah. we don't i'd like to i like to give that a shot so you know it's i think anyways i, I i'm i'm looking forward to going but you know i just I, I don't count my chickens before they hatch kind of thing you know that's very expensive ticket and the price doesn't even matter i i can't i how does anyone even get a ticket? They're sold out within seconds, right? Yeah, like, that's the other like, thing. You tell yeah. me I'm going to get a ticket? Like, I don't even think, I believe it's possible. I'm so. definitely not doing the snipe thing this this time at all. I'm just going to... We'll, we'll, no, we'll, I'm not gonna, it's either it's this or not, like, is what it comes down to. Yeah, that's this basically way, it. It's the media way or no way, um, and that's just going to be the way it is. Well, you might have uh, a better chance of getting some Super Mario Oreos if you pre-order them at Walmart. Oreos? You said it the way my grandma Oreos. <laughs> Oreos. <laughs> hey, John, bring me some Oreos. A tray of them. She, she, uh, she's from England, and oh. uh, she couldn't really hear the accent anymore, but sometimes words came out weird. Uh, she talked about the movie Jaws. She'd say, oh, you gotta watch that movie Jars. Jars. And uh, <laughs> just a couple things that were weird, and I think Oreos is definitely something I heard. That's adorable. Point. Well, Super Mario Oreo... Mario, Mario, Oreo. It's hard to say for some reason. Mario, Mario. Say Mario, 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 Mario's. Mario's. Pretty close. They're at Walmart. You can go get them. Free shipping if you want. Is that real? Mario, Oreo. Yeah, they got. They look like. Here, I'll bring. I'll bring up a pic. Oh, that's probably how they came up with it, right? <laughs> like they're like, that's hard to say. Let's make a product. If you look at the the inside, 
it's Mario and Luigi frosting, I think. I don't know how uh, this works. Yeah, Oreos kind of suck. Right? Are they just... Yeah. I can't tell what they're doing here, but I can't really eat those anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. Weston Wright said he'd buy some Choreos. Now there's... Oh, shit! Choreos. What? Yeah. That's a I take back idea. what I said about them kind of sucking. They're awesome. Uh, <laughs> Nestle, you know, hit us up, baby. Let's make some money. Does Nestle make Oreos? <laughs> it is Nestle, isn't it? Is it? Nestle makes everything. Isn't Nestle like one of the... I mean, they're the big, yeah. Companies? I just I've been a little mad about Oreos General ever Electric. since I learned that they reduced the overall filling across the board. That like regular Oreos have less and double stuff is less than what double stuff used to be. Yeah. They're like bags that's, of Doritos. That's bullshit. Because let me tell you, <laughs> like, not to get too passionate about something I don't actually care that much about, but like, double stuff now is not not stuffed enough. No, I agree. And they make triple stuff, which I feel like was the answer to that. But it's too much stuff. Double yeah. stuff was perfect. Yeah, it was. The and right you amount. went and screwed it up, and I don't know why you did it. Why'd you mess with it? Yeah. It's a, Cut it out and put the stuff back in Oreo. It's a crime what they've done, and we demand recompensation. That's not a word. Yeah, recompense. That's the word I was looking for. All right, uh, let's dive into a quick email here. That's a good question. This is from Legrand L. Jolly. He is a local. I know this guy. Uh, super cool dude. Come to Nerdtaculars a bunch and stuff. He says, I was at the bar the other night. And overheard some dudes speculating about the Switch successor, like Nintendo's next console. And so he recorded it at the bar so we could hear it here on the Wait show. Wait a second. Wait, before we do that, is this a one-party consent state or two? <laughs> oh, that's You'll, a good point. Is it'll be fine. Legal? It doesn't matter. It's totally are we legal. about to be, are we totally, about to be breaking the law? It's totally legal. It when you hear it, you'll realize why it's legal. Uh, but I'll go ahead and play it. So check this out. This is the overheard meeting about at the bar about their next console. And it sounds like these guys were maybe a few drinks in to their conversation. Okay, here you go. First of all, I have a prediction. Next year's when they announce a new console. Whoa. Yep. And the year after yes. that. Yeah, I think, well, it is time because 2017's been a bit, right? It's been... How many years is that now? Can't think. Can't do the math. Eight years? Six years? Six years? 23 to 17. March 3, 2017. Six? Wait. <laughs> wow, they were really drunk. That oh, takes me back, man. Because I used to listen to the <sighs> instance and Extra Life Radio while I was at work on yeah. my iPod. Yeah. And it used to have that option to speed up or slow down the MP3s. And I used to intentionally slow down your voice, Scott, because you sound hammered or stoned every time. It's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know it why it's so thing it's so me. pronounced with me. And a jump bow bow a little bit, but not as much. Well, you've got good enunciation, I think. Maybe that's part of it, so it really bends it in a Maybe. good way. It's yeah, so it's weird. slowed down. It sounds like you're really focusing for your words. Right, like right. I even had I had one of these. Oh, do I still have it? The fact is, I, if I was high, I probably woe exactly the way I woed in that. 
<laughs> You're like, whoa. That was an amazing clip. That was really good. Yeah, that I'm was great. I'm also glad I'm not the only one that does this with Scott's audience. Oh, it's totally fun. It's totally fun. And also, LeGrand, you're, you're awesome for sending that. He did all the work. That was a great that. clip. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to that again. I enjoyed it. I did have one other email, but I'm going to save it. It's a beast because there's a yeah. whole conversation around it uh, that we'll uh, get I, into. I see the words Final Fantasy and Fantasy talk for one week. Uh, I do have some really cool big news, though. Speaking of people making games in our community and all of that, uh, Wooju Man, uh, Wooju Man, sorry, he's uh, in Discord as a listener. I'm not sure he's in the live show tonight, but um, he listens to both this and Play Retro, and he's hacking uh, NES version of Super Tecmo Bowl, the ROM. And in that ROM, the great, probably the greatest 8-bit football game ever made, he's adding whatever we want, like characters. We can be people in the teams. We can be members of these teams, all this stuff. So here's the deal. As part of this, we're going to make it so all patrons at any higher level than the basic here or at Play Retro will get to be on a team in this hacked NES ROM. Oh, my gosh. Bo has a new, has a new video. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought this wasn't going to be a distracting game. Yeah, no. Why on earth did you think this wouldn't distract? <laughs> well, we got would... <laughs> distracted by your neutral face for 15 minutes. Yeah. Why what? did you think your excited finger biting face was just gonna pass unnoticed? <laughs> I, I looked at the thumbnail and it looked pretty okay. <laughs> it's so not okay. Definitely I'm not. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're I'm totally sorry, fine. Scott. You're I'm all sorry. good. It's okay because this is why, partly why he even wants to do this. He likes the show this much. So we're gonna be in it. All the hosts are gonna be in this hacked version of Techno Tech Mobile, but also uh patrons at any level other than basic at any of the two shows i mentioned play retro or this one core will get their names in there all right so you're all going to be on it'll be on jerseys we'll be picking you we'll be trading you for games <laughs> did Bo have a picture of a plant there briefly <laughs> it, was just, into it was just zoomed it was overly zoomed in sorry i was just yeah. oh you just had it zoomed all right look like don't a pay plant. attention to the man behind the curtain yeah there's some see. weird shit going on over there um anyway so that's really cool keep your eye on that we'll let you guys know when that happens speaking of which it's patreon.com slash core show that you want to join up on if you haven't yet uh do because you could be like sexy alien space babe hell that, yeah you could that's someone we just got poe uh, I'm not sure who Poe is, but I like <laughs> John or Bo. Bo's, now Bo is uh, the Joker. Oh, now he's not again. Uh, Poe joined us. Also, Colin R., Clint J., Craig B., Lemon Jelly, and finally, Dodd Vickers. I know that guy. He does He does like oh, location wow. scouting for um, for like Marvel movies and all this oh, stuff in Georgia. Sure. Yeah, he's awesome. That guy's great. Long-time oh, listener of various it? things and glad to was see him here. Wasn't he on Current Geek? Uh yeah, I think we had him on once. Some recollection, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dodd's awesome. He's a real, really Shout sharp out guy. Dodd Vickers. He he hid one of my Obey Henry stickers on a walkie-talkie and set it oh, next to. Oh, um, he's the one, huh? Uh, what's Cliff Clavin on uh, Cheers? I can't think of his. John Ratzenberger. So there's a photo I have of that of my stupid sticker sitting there. <laughs> anyway, Dodd's an awesome guy. I'm really glad to see he's joined up. And if you would like to be like those fine folks and get no commercials ever, pre-show content every week, art in the mail. I just did a brand new Mario thing, the Mario Elephant thing, uh, from the from that new uh, game they just announced. I sent out that print just the other day to the printer. So hopefully that'll be coming to you guys soon. Other great monthly benefits, including uh, uh, host specials, all that stuff at patreon.com slash core show. It's going to do it for us. Next week, we'll have another show. We'll have a whole bunch more. Bo will have a cord for his camera 
which I'm yes, a little sad. I've already ordered. Amazon's sending it. Going to be here tomorrow. This I'm a little sad. Dis- it's a new era, but how was the quality? Like, it was good, right? Yeah, like, it's I, good. I'm so stoked about this camera, dude. Yeah. Uh, you got a deal on it, too, sort of. New, right? new era, like, I'm going to make some sweet... Well, they'll be the same quality YouTube. Videos, so just look a little better. <laughs> when I go to your stream, Bo, your chair sitting there empty is going to look that much nicer. Yeah, I noticed that it highlights all the dirt real well on the the ground and stuff. Like yeah. the one benefit of a fuzzy webcam is like all the blemishes don't show up. And then I was like, oh my, my curtain is very dirty. <laughs> well, don't zoom in on that plant ever again because that was something. Anyway, uh, I've had that plant for 20 years. Oh, still alive? It's like a living plant? It's, like it's, a... pla- it's plastic. <laughs> oh, it's plastic. <laughs> yeah. Kept it alive for 20 years, that plant. I was going to be excited for Kept this. Kept it away from open flame. <laughs> I was excited about the longevity of your living plant. Oh, hell no. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a death thumb. You know, there's a green thumb. Yeah. I have the death thumb. Like, I, be, I keep getting gifted plants, especially for my aunt who likes plants. They die in two days. I just and I hide them and I don't tell. Sounds like she doesn't like them very much. The ant who likes Hello. plants. That's a that's a really good Dr. Seuss book I never read. The ant who likes plants. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. See it rhymed. See that's why. Anyway, hey Grandma, we need to find out what games we played before we go because people always want to hear it because we don't say it enough. So could you do this that courtesy, please? Believe it or not, the boys talked about more than Final Fantasy this episode. I know I'm shocked too. But uh, they did. They talked about Final Fantasy 16. That took up about two and a half hours. And then they talked about Diablo 4. That took about an hour. <laughs> Scott talked about Day of the Diver for about an hour and ten minutes. Then he talked about Fire Emblem, but that was only for about 20 minutes. Yeah. John talked about three... Let me see. Yeah, three Steam Next Fest games... Station to Station, Choo Choo Survivor, and Engard. That only took two hours. <laughs> and then he talked about wrestling, but that was four hours. Yeah. And then Bo talked about Deep Rock Galactic VR and Crisis VR. And I'm sure that was at least several hours. I don't know. I had to tune out for the VR. Yeah, I think you're you're talking in grandma time, grandma. Yeah. You, you perceive time differently when you're that old, I think. I think that's the deal. But I don't want you know. I don't make any decision. You are who you are, Grandma. You do your. You do you. It's your life. Whatever's left of it. All right. (laughs) Gotten less now. I would say. Yeah, a little bit less after today. Uh, Well, that's that's going to do it for today. Thank you all for listening. Go play some fun games this week and return next when we have more to say about more things. Until then, be good, be safe, and we'll see you then. Get more at frogpants.com.